there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road house protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Listening to Fox Sports Radio. And Johnny Ramos. Ramos. Boom on a Wednesday Fire. here on Fox Sports bang, bang. Radio. The word today, no doubt about it, commitment. That that is the the word of the show Oof, today. I'm already scared. Commitments for so so many reasons. We are a week out from Valentine's Day. We are also dealing with National Signing Day, and we are also dealing with an NFL coach saying, I guess, thanks, but no thanks to a job that we all thought he had, but ended up in the end, didn't want. Jonas, Josh McDaniel staying with the New England Patriots. Now the Indianapolis Colts are firing back as they have to find a new head coach. They first, uh, before everybody starts piling on Josh McDaniels and they start ripping this whole thing apart, you know what? As Sports Talk Radio... 
we should be celebrating this move because this is fun, man. It is fun to just sit and rubberneck it at somebody else's expense. And that's exactly what we're going to do with the Indianapolis Colts and Josh McDaniels and this whole story. I love it. I appreciate you, Josh. Thanks so much, man. It is absolutely a fiasco, and that's where we will dive in first. But I want to let the audience know that when we mention commitment, it is also a big day. Yeah. It's National Signing Day for a lot of high school prospects around the country where they can pick where they want to go and play college football. John Ramos has the decision to make in today's show. John, you have 10 schools to choose from. You must pick one. By the end of this segment, you will trim your list from 10 down to 5, okay? Your schools of choice are these these are John's 10 finalists yeah. on where he would play college football. Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, Georgia, Oregon, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, and Penn State. Mm. Those are your 10 finalists, John. At the end of this segment, we need to eliminate five. And at the end of the show, we'll already get down to the final two where you will make your commitment. Are you up to this challenge? I'm so up for this challenge, and I already know right away who my fr- – oh, I'm not going to say right there now. There it is. Yeah. Oh! the professional there. Yeah, by the way, John, in case you're wondering, yes, Laverne was 11. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> they did not make it in, but the University of Laverne was 11. I I figured when the, the recruiting process came down and John was being visited by the likes of Nick Saban yeah. and Urban Meyer, and then Laverne and Shirley came in yeah. and tried to recruit, and they just didn't have the sales pitch to make that top 10. Did they bring Carmine to that one? The Big Ragu? Did he make it? it the Big Ragu was not there. Uh, Lenny and Squiggy? Did they show up? Lenny as- did. Squiggy, he did not. Okay, that's a Laverne and Shirley reference for those that uh, that don't know. But John's going to trim his list down from ten to five in this segment, and then throughout the show, we will find out what cap John Ramos ends up donning in the end. Do you oh, have any early wait. favorites of the? Of the um, set? I think if I had to guess right now, I think. That of the 10 teams you just named, he's probably going to pick one. Okay, there it is. Jonas Knox giving you the information. The information we found out yesterday was shocking that Josh McDaniels was not going to take the job, the head coaching job of the Indianapolis Colts. Colts GM Chris Ballard obviously thought that he had a head coach in Josh McDaniels. Found out yesterday that wasn't the case, and today Ballard met the media on McDaniels' decision. We had agreed to contract terms. We had an agreement in place. We followed all the rules, did everything right. Two interviews, both of them went very well, very confident that we were going in the right direction, very confident Monday evening and Tuesday morning. And as you could see, we had a plan in place because we made an announcement that Josh was going to be our head football coach. I got a call Tuesday evening saying he had decided to, he had changed his mind and was going in a different direction. At that point, I informed our owner, uh, we informed y'all of where we were going, and we'll keep moving forward. This is this is so awful, but it is all on the shoulders of Josh McDaniels. I, I don't understand, Jonas, and I've seen it on social media today, that some people are saying Chris Ballard shouldn't have announced it, the Colts yeah. haven't, shouldn't, shouldn't have gone official with it. He had coaches in the building that were going to be a part of his staff already. 
excuse the Colts for sending out a tweet because they had to wait how many weeks because of NFL rules for thinking that the guy was actually their coach since his assistants were already in the building. The Colts should take no blame for any of this. This is all on the shoulders of Josh freaking McDaniel. Uh, I disagree. Front to this extent, why are you announcing it if there's no contract signed? Like there was no contract signed. And you had it. You had at least a little bit of an idea that this was going to happen because that's from from people I've talked to. There was at least a little bit of a of a concern that this had the potential of happening. So I wonder if the Indianapolis Colts jumped the gun and made the announcement because they wanted to be able to look back and say, "Oh my God, we went to all this trouble and we put the announcement out, and then you burn us like that," so they can play the victim. They knew that there was a chance of this happening. He didn't sign the contract. How? But how? When you have assistance in the building that you you your defensive coordinator is already working in Indianapolis. Why in the world would you think this is not going to happen? If that was the case, if you had any reservation that a coach was not going to be your head coach, why would you let any of his assistants come into the building? Those guys are also screwed for any other jobs because there are no openings in the NFL right now for these guys to go to. Where are they going to go? But they're already honoring those guys' contracts. If they were really that burned, then they would say, listen, we brought him in with the understanding that you guys were coming with him, and since you guys aren't coming with him, then sorry, we got to let you go. No, they're already honoring those contracts. I think they knew that there was a chance of this happening. I really do, and I think they jumped the gun and got ahead of it so they could play the victim afterwards. Well, if that's the case, then if you're the next head coach of the Colts, then you're already trimming your pool of candidates that's already been trimmed because it's now, what, February 7th? All of the other vacancies have been filled, and now if you're saying, well, we got to keep these guys in-house in and we got to keep these guys a part of the staff, I understand that a head coaching job is very rare in the NFL, but I also think you're limiting your pool by telling that head coach, you know what? We've already got a couple assistants that you have to take on. It makes the Colts' job less appealing, and then that goes back to Josh McDaniels saying, I want this guy's my defensive coordinator. Let's get him in the building and let's go. That's enough of a commitment to me. That's a, I, Listen, in this day and age of, you know, I gave you my word, may not be as strong as it was 30 years ago, it's still pretty strong. It's strong enough that even a signing of a paper, I, if that didn't happen, I still would have been all right. What, what were the Colts supposed to do? I mean, this is – this is Josh McDaniels, and you know what? He'll maybe be the coach of the Patriots at some point. Maybe he'll get another head coaching gig. This is this has happened. In fact, Bobby Petrino's found work multiple times with this. But I just I, I just think it's all on Josh McDaniels. I I have I can't fault the Colts in any of this, Jonas. I don't I don't know. I don't see just because he didn't sign a paper why they would be the ones to blame. I I, I don't understand why you think that the I don't want to say that you're putting all the blame on the Colts. But why they would even take any of it, I just I have a hard time. Well, I, I look at it like this. I w- me personally, I wouldn't do it. Okay, because I I am big on loyalty. That's one of my biggest things. I, very very loyal, and and I don't I don't go back on my word. If I say something, I intend to do it. So I personally wouldn't do it. So I disagree with the move. But at the same time, I understand it because things change all the time. Like you may have an idea that you want something and it comes down to it and there's a second conversation like he had with Bill Belichick and with Robert Kraft and all of a sudden things change. He didn't sign the contract and from people I've talked to, there was always the thinking that this could happen. 
they weren't that shocked, which is why they had those guys under contract already before McDaniels got there because they were willing to promise those guys that that if something were to happen, we still are going to keep you around. We're not going to leave you guys to hang out, hung out to dry if Josh reverses course. After the Super Bowl, Tom Curran of Comcast Sports in New England tried to pin McDaniels down to talk about the job. He didn't want to talk about it. He was hearing rumblings about this. I think Indianapolis had an idea that this was going to happen, and I think they wanted to get ahead of the story because it would have made them look better. I don't. I personally wouldn't do it. I, I I personally wouldn't do it. But I think people change their mind all the time, and I would rather have Josh McDaniels tell me ahead of time before he signed the contract than leave a post-it note like Bobby Petrino. I think he could have handled it a lot better, but I also think he could have handled it a lot worse as well too. The, wow, that was fence guy. The the two the two weeks that the Patriots had to plan for Super Bowl Fifty Two. Uh, this is this is how that week goes. All of the game plan is pretty much put in the yeah. week leading up before they leave for the site. So like this seventy-five be, to eighty percent. Yeah, it. before they leave for Minneapolis, it is put in. And then when you go to a Super Bowl, for example, when I was at the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick was at the Timberwolves Bucks game that I was at on that Thursday night of Super Bowl week. So you're telling me that that dinner that Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels reportedly had that swayed McDaniels to want to stay in New England. That couldn't have happened last week during the Super Bowl or couldn't have happened the week before when they were all in New England. It's the timing of it as well. And and it it reeks of the DeAndre Jordan situation with the Mavs and Clippers. But to this extent, the there was an there's an NFL window of they don't want any signings to overshadow the Super Bowl. In the NBA, it's that weird window where nothing can become official. And I think that's more legitimate than what we've had here. All of these conversations that may have kept Josh McDaniels, whether it's an insight to Bill Belichick's thinking and his way of doing stuff, a way to keep his kids, his four kids in a in the school program throughout so many years, all of those conversations could have happened right. weeks ago. And they didn't. And now is the and now is the time that he's done it when so people have gone so far ahead in the process. If Josh McDaniels wants to be the head coach of the New England Patriots, Put that in the out of the contract. Be like, you know what? The only job I'll leave for is if Belichick leaves in New England. And you know what? Then be the Colts coach, and then everybody knows. I just have a huge problem with it, with putting people in position. And I understand that they're under the, uh, they're honoring the contracts. I just think it's such a – it's just so awful that other people are being affected by the decision that could have been made weeks ago. I, I think that also that something needs to be done about the way the NFL handles this because the idea that, like, shh, hey – can't say anything until after the Super Bowl's over. Oh my God! Look at that. Matt Patricia is the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Like, what are we doing here? Like, so, like, make him sign the contract while he's still with the New England Patriots. Like, like, what? Like, make him sign the contract then, so that way he doesn't have another two weeks to sit on it or another two weeks to be convinced otherwise. Like, if you really want your guy and you've identified him as your guy, you sign the contract then. But the but the this this rule about teams can't still be playing and they can't still and and while I understand it I just think that can be handled as as well too I just don't think like a lot of people are piling on Josh McDaniels and I can understand on the surface why that is but if you take a step back and you actually look at it in totality Josh McDaniels probably has legitimate reasons why he ultimately decided to stay in New England, whether it was family, whether it was comfort, whether it was organization, whether he just got a bad vibe, whether he got a, uh, some more information on Andrew Luck that he wasn't privy to before. I just, I don't think it's as easy as, oh, F that guy. He's a, he's a turncoat. I also wonder this. 
he bombed so bad in Denver. And I remember reading an article, and I, I forget who, who put the article out, a big, long column about how much that affected him. Like, he really was bothered by that a long time. And I wonder if he looks at this and goes, man, my biggest fear is to have that happen again. And unless I feel 100% positive that it's not going to happen again, I just can't do it. And that's why he's gotten cold feet a couple of years in a row. Today's show brought to you by Farmers Insurance. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at farmers.com. Jonas, we got to find out who John Ramos is kicking off of his list yeah. of 10 finalists as they recruit him for his college football services. There were 10 schools, John. Which five are off the list? Good. Oh, is this on? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Goodbye, Texas. Oh, John does not want to go to the Lone Star State. Okay. A little shot at Greg Tui. I get it. (laughs) Goodbye, Georgia. Oh, F you, Kirby Smart. Them dogs. (laughs) Penn State. Goodbye. Ooh, unhappy Valley right now. Won't go there with that comment. Oklahoma. Oh, no. Oklahoma, <laughs> not Oklahoma. Yeah. Dub- All right. Double birds for Chris Plank. Not a Ducks fan. So long, Oregon. Oh, yeah. boy. All, All right. right. It's down to okay. five. Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, and Florida. Oh. Flo- Florida. Florida. Okay. Those are the five. <laughs> Finalist for John Ramos's college football recruitment. <laughs> well done. All right, Johnny. We should get a Florida alum to try to convince him to go to Florida on the air. We should. Um, you know any? I, I have an idea. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, yeah. I think I think that I think it works. All right. So Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Tim Tebow. Yeah, that guy. He's going to join you next. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. John Ramos here as well. And back by popular demand. Yeah, bracketology is already here. The Purina Pro Plan $1 million Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show Bracket Challenge is underway. Encouraging, yes, all fans to take part in their bracket challenge using their own bracket strategy. And they can use their own, as they like to say, Jonas, bracketology. And they're going to have some competition (laughs) in all of this as Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, former NFL QB, and now outfielder for the New York Mets, Tim Tebow, joins the program. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for taking the time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Y'all going to fill out a bracket and try to beat me or what? I don't know. I think I, I saw the field and it looks pretty rough. You like that? You like that, that, Tim? That was pretty good. That yeah, was a low blow. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying it's tough to pick a winner in all of this. I, I, it, is, it is tough, so I just had to go with my heart, and I went with a Rhodesian Ridgeback because I own one. So, yes, I'm biased. Okay, now, now your dog's name is Bronco. Yes. And does that tie to your NFL days? He was actually a gift to me when I got drafted by the Broncos from my older brother. Okay, so so there is a there is a tie-in. and, and, yes, and a listen, very strong correlation there. Your head coach there is in the news today for a lot of reasons in Denver, Josh McDaniels. 
What what were your experiences with him as your head coach in Denver? Because he did get a lot of flack once he left the Mile High City uh, during his time there. Uh, you know, honestly, I think he's one of the brightest minds in football. I think he's very analytical, the way he's able to game plan, break down defenses, especially from offensive standpoint. He's a very, very smart coach. I mean, there's a reason they brought him back to New England, and they've had the success that they've had. Obviously, Bill and Tom and so many but you can see the difference that they have when Josh has been there. He's a really, really smart coach. And, you know, I think he'll find his next opportunity wherever that is. And I think he'll learn a lot from his time in Denver. Uh, Tim, I do a show here with Brady Quinn, also a former teammate of yours uh, here at Fox Sports Radio. And t- in talking with him, he says it's tough to find anybody who's ever had a bad thing to say about Tim Tebow because you're just such a nice guy. I'm curious, though. When was the time that you were the most angry on a football field? Um, probably FSU, first drive of the game, sophomore year, and it was a false start. Uh, and so we were backing up, and one of the defensive players, I'll keep his name out of it, he's about a foot away from me, and he spits right in my face. Wow. Okay, now, now you don't, don't obviously don't give us his name because we, we wouldn't want to put you through that. But what does his name rhyme with, and what was his jersey number? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. <laughs> Tim Tebow joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You're a couple of weeks out from spring training, maybe even less than that, Tim. Are you nervous for this? You're one of nine minor leaguers invited to the big league camp. Do you have nerves entering spring training with the Mets? Sure. I'd say probably, yeah. I think I have nerves about a lot of things, and that's because I care, and I'm super passionate and emotional. And Obviously, y'all see me play, and you know how passionate I am, and I think I just – I love it. I have fun. I can't wait till the first day we're out there running, throwing, hitting BP, and trying to show all the work that I put in in the off season. So I would say, yeah, there'll, there'll be there'll definitely be some nerves. All right, let's see if I have to face Max Scherzer again. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, it was it it, it was ridiculous. He's awesome. So yeah, hopefully I'll be more prepared this next time. But yeah, he's kind of nasty. Um, okay, so let's say this. You're still uh, with the Mets organization in a couple of years. Uh, you're training, you're getting ready, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and you answer it, and it's Vince McMahon with the XFL. Any any interest in potentially playing in the XFL in a couple of years? Is he trying to also get me on Monday Night Raw? Is that part of it? Okay, or what? a guest host, and you'll be the entrant number 28 in the Royal Rumble the year after that. Who am I wrestling John Cena, uh, Rock, Rock Lesnar. You you put a list of names on on a piece of paper, and he will honor every one of those names throughout the course of a year. I'll go me in the Rock versus Brock Lesnar and John Cena. Okay. Um. Can Dan? Can Dan and I now? Now can Dan and I here? Can we be guest commentators as part of this contract? I don't want to make this about us, to, but y'all have to tag someone out and step in the ring. Okay, I'm into it. Tim Good. Tebow is teaming up with Perina. Pro plan to do their Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show Bracket Challenge of the Barketology. Is football over with for you? Is that is that now done? Is that dream over? See, for me, the focus is baseball. And, you know, I'd say football probably is, to be honest with you. And I love what I'm doing. And, you know, I love football. And I have so many amazing memories from football. But, you know, I, I think you can have more than one love. And for most of my life, honestly, that top love was baseball. And this is the second hardest decision of my life to give it up to go to Florida early. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to go back to something that I love so much. And 
I tell you what, I know a lot of people can't understand it, but I also just enjoy playing every day. Physically, how much different do you feel playing baseball than football? So different. I mean, I, it's just, it's drastic. I mean, the mindset, uh, the body, the training, everything, I think that was a big adjustment for me, especially throughout the year, just playing uh, 150 games or whatever I played last year. And so it's being able to kind of understand how to train, how to maximize certain lifts and exercises and focus on other things, maybe more flexibility, you know, more coordination in certain areas and, and work on certain skills versus some of the things that I would work on on the football field. So just the, the, the you know, uh, my body and, and the coordination from it and the training and the stretching and also the mentality, so much of that has to change. Tim Tebow joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. It is also National Signing Day for a lot of college or high school athletes that are making their college choices. We are doing one here with our technical producer, John Ramos. We gave him 10 schools to choose from. He's already eliminated five, Tim. Florida is on his final five. Can you make a pitch to our 40-something-year-old technical producer on why he should commit to the University of Florida? So pretty much as you're wanting me to give an inspirational speech right off the bat. <laughs> hey, listen, you're up against Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, and Ohio State, where your former coach is now. Hey, give me the five, Give me the rest of them again, the a- other four. Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, and your Florida Gators. Well, listen, I'm not going to say anything bad about the schools. There's a lot of great things about them, but... You know, I think Florida's bound to make a comeback. There's a lot of greatness in their past, and you look at the last 30 years and, and all of the um, the great memories, the great moments, and the great teams they've had, and there hasn't been a stretch that has gone this long where they haven't had a great team, so you know they're bound for recovery, and I think that vengeance is going to come by some teams pretty hard, and also their, their new head coach won two national titles there at Florida as the offensive coordinator and now he's back, and he's ready to show some people. So you could go with some other schools that might be a little more popular, or you could go with your gut and say Florida might be back and then see what happens. Oh, interesting. John, does that sound good to you? Yeah, I just wrote down gut. <laughs> uh, no, I wrote down right there. I appreciate that, Tim. Thanks. Uh, Tim, do you remember your final five teams? Obviously, I you do. end up Okay, well, who are your five? Florida, Alabama, Michigan, LSU, and Southern Cal. You and Southern Cal. Oh, geez. What was the final two? Was it was it Alabama and Florida? Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Alabama and Florida. Wow. And what what put it over the edge? Urban. I loved Alabama. I honestly thought most of my career I was gonna in my high school career I was gonna go to Alabama. Um, but then they hired Florida hired this guy named Urban Meyer and he would just you would talk to him and you would just believe in him. He'd you know look at me and say, "You come play for me. We're going to win national titles." And I'm not just telling you that. I truly believe it. And, and it's just you know he's a coach that he doesn't give a lot of lip service, but when he tells you something, it's something you can really take to the bank. And I think that's pretty special. And that's one of the reasons we're so close. Well, he loves Florida, he loves Urban Meyer, and he loves dogs, especially his Bronco. He's Tim Tebow. Again, teaming up with Purina Pro Plan as they're hosting the $1 million Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show Bracket Challenge. How long did it take you to fill out your bracket? Honestly, it took me a little bit, a little while. But it's pretty easy because you just go to dogshowbracket.com and they tell you everything you need to know and who they kind of – he was won a lot of times, but honestly, I didn't listen to all that. I just went with my gut, and I picked the ones that I thought were really, really cute.
That is awesome. Tim, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it and look forward to, to seeing you in action in spring training. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Y'all were really fun. Thanks for having me. Tim Tebow. Get him on Twitter at Tim Tebow. There it is. All right. How about that? Well, you and I, man, calling calling I, wrestling matches. I, what do that would have been great. And I didn't realize that USC was in his final five. Yeah, so I, that would have put him with Matt Leinart? How would that have changed? No, it would have been right after that. It would have been – he would have – it would have been 2006, 2007, 2008. Oh, okay, time. so that was John David Booty. Yes. Yeah, so USC yeah. lost. Uh, we'll just say that. <laughs> but as he said, it came down to you know Alabama and Florida were the two far and away, even more than LSU, Michigan, and USC. But I didn't realize USC was in that final five. Oh, interesting. Uh, all right, so uh, Dan Beyer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Um, coming up next here on FSR. There is, uh, listen, you ever seen the movie Titanic? A lot of people talk about the love scene in Titanic. We're like, we're going to focus in on the glacier scene in the Titanic because that is exactly <laughs> what one franchise in the world of sports has turned into. So we'll have that for you next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Deb Carson. Well, Colts GM Chris Ballard had a rough night after getting the call that Josh McDaniels would not become the new head coach at Indy. He did address the media today, didn't mince words. Let me make this clear. I want and we want as an organization a head coach that wants to be all in. We got work to do. I'm not I'm not once hid that. We have work to do. And I want somebody that's 100% committed to partnering with us and getting that work done. So the search continues for the Colts coaching vacancy and McDaniel's agent Bob Lamont terminating his relationship with Josh McDaniels, according to ESPN. Lamont also, by the way, represents Colts GM Chris Ballard. Fox's Bruce Feldman says Ohio State defensive coordinator Greg Schiano will not leave to join the Patriots. He'll remain with the Buckeyes. And if the White House invites the Eagles to visit to be honored for their Super Bowl win, receiver Torrey Smith, safety Malcolm Jenkins, and defense and Chris Long are among the Philly players who say they would decline the invitation. And finally, guys, the Yankees have acquired the baseball rights of Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson from the Rangers for future considerations. He is expected to appear at Yankees spring training in Tampa. What many people don't realize is the Yankees actually have a better offensive line than the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Listen, as a Seahawks fan, I think I'm fully qualified to say that. It's, in, uh... Indeed. Yeah, thanks, Deb. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Hey, changes are uh, are a coming. What if you could get a thousand dollars, up to a thousand dollars, in as little as Oof. I don't know, forty eight hours? Be awesome with TaxSlayer. Well, you can introducing refund now only from TaxSlayer. E file your taxes, get up to one thousand dollars in as little as forty eight hours with no upfront fees. Visit TaxSlayer.com for details. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That's John Ramos. We are in for Doug Gottlieb today on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And last night in the NBA, while Kristaps Porzingis was blowing out his knee, and the Thunder were taking it to the Warriors in Oakland. There was another game in Orlando, Jonas, that saw the Magic run away from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, they're so bad right now. They are so bad. Cleveland is so bad right now. That Titanic scene yes. is what we're viewing right yeah. now with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, it's no longer like everyone focuses so much on that movie, but, oh, man, you know, there they are in the front of the front of the ship and – and look at the uh, you know him him willing to sacrifice himself for her so she could get safe and all that stuff. Forget all that. Let let's go back to the glacier. Let's go back to when it hit the ship, and let's go back to the water seeping in because that's where the Cavs are as an organization. Every time you think it could get worse, it can't get any worse. It does. It's when amazing. was the exact moment you feel that the ship hit the iceberg in Cleveland? The trade for Isaiah the, Thomas. The minute. 
that yeah. it was finalized. Yeah, the trade for Isaiah Thomas. And it's not necessarily and when that trade was made, it was it was really Kyrie for Isaiah, yeah. and then the Cavs were gonna get a lot of some other stuff with it. But you were hoping like that pick would be top three. You were hoping that Jay Crowder would be Jay Crowder, and it just hasn't turned out to be that, let alone Isaiah Thomas has. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jonas, maybe Isaiah Thomas has turned out to be, as you like to say, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And not the one that we thought we maybe knew. He, I just, if you're that great, okay, it's like Brandon Marshall, the Brandon Marshall effect. Like Brandon Marshall is, is an outstanding wide receiver, has been productive in every stop he's ever been in in his NFL career, and he's done it with average to below average quarterbacks in almost every place he's gone. And he's put up huge numbers. But he's been traded, what, three, four times? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason for that because nobody can tolerate him for that long. And it's only a matter of time before something happens. And Isaiah Thomas is a really good player, fringe MVP candidate, 29 points a game. And they couldn't trade him fast enough. Like, there's there's a reason this has happened. So, and it's almost like he's an untouchable now. Like, you can't criticize him because of, 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 of tragedies that have happened in his life that are terrible, terrible things to happen to anybody. But it's like, you got to. Call it what it is here. I mean, this is multiple teams now. He's been he's been dealt. Nobody wants to keep him around. And the idea that that the Celtics were the bad guys for wanting to get rid of him, or, or and now you're seeing it, man. Like he's he's there and yeah. he's already calling out teammates. What it, are you doing? Yeah, it was Chris Broussard who reported in August that some people tried to shoot down that he didn't like his teammates, or the teammates didn't like him in Boston. They didn't get along, and. When you look at this Cavs team, I think last night is a is is a perfect reflection of what is going on. These guys hate each other so much that they can't stick around with each other for more than an hour. And if you hang out with each other for two hours, things go sour. They were up 16 points last night against an Orlando Magic team. And Jonas, every game that the Cavs have played in the last, I don't know, two weeks has been an opportunity for them to change the narrative. But what they end up doing is feeding into it more and more. They were up 16 at the half last night. Ended up watching Orlando take the lead at the end of three and then watch Cleveland score nine points in the fourth quarter. They can't even hang out with each other for two hours and get along. It just completely falls apart. It's one thing to not be locked in from tip-off and just have a sluggish game, one game that you're not feeling it, but they come out and play well and then everything just falls yeah. apart. And that that's like the worst of the worst. Like when you really like think about it and look at they did this against the Pacers a couple of weeks ago where they you, they were going to respond and and have a, have a big victory. Maybe it was after the Warriors loss and then they watch Indiana come back from a 20-point deficit and end up beating them. There's just there there is so much wrong with the Cavaliers and how they are losing games. It's it, it's just an atrocious situation. Uh, you mentioned the Chris Broussard comments. Here was Broussard, a Fox Sports Radio host, a Fox NBA analyst, uh, earlier, actually last year in August, with these comments on Isaiah Thomas. I spoke to several executives or texted with several executives last night, and there a lot of them were saying that a lot of the players in Boston really weren't that fond of Isaiah. We know he had those problems in Sacramento. And in Phoenix, I didn't know he was having those issues, according to these executives, in Boston. Uh, he is known as a headstrong guy. He's got a huge ego. He's kind of, they say he's got the Napoleon complex. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it's over and over with this guy. Like, it's, it's always about him. Like, it's always about him. 
Like, can you imagine? What if um let, let's let's put this on if, if somebody else had done this, how would this been received? If LeBron James had gotten flip flops, slides, you know, like little slippers mm-hmm. made, and on the side of them he put Brinks truck, as in they're gonna back up the Brinks truck for me. How do you think that would be received? Oh goodness, he'd be shredded for it. Isaiah Thomas did it, and it's like. Oh well, come on, you know, don't don't be so hard on the guy. Don't be so hard on the guy. He's an egomaniac. The guy's an egomaniac. He wants to get paid. When you during the holidays do an interview and you tell somebody that you regret playing in the postseason last year because you would have been more healthy for the start of the regular season. Gee, I wonder why he would say that because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Like it's all about him. He's a me guy. They should deal him in a hurry for whatever that you can get. And Shaquille O'Neal even said after last night's game on the TNT broadcast, which that game wasn't on TNT, but they're still talking about how bad the Cavs were, Isaiah Thomas shouldn't be talking. Yes. Like, not only has he only been with the team for, what, six months, seven months, but he's only played for the last month or two. So if anybody's going to be talking about that team, if you had a line, Isaiah Thomas would probably be about ninth or tenth in that line that should be talking yet. Not only is there a microphone in his face, but he always has something yeah. to say. And he's calling somebody out at all at all turns. Like, oh, well, you know, don't blame the defensive efficiency on me. Uh, you know, they were bad defensively before me. And yet there's a stat that's out now that he's the worst defender in the last quarter century. <laughs> like, if, that's, if, it's unbelievable. If you just took him out and not put anybody else in, are the Cavs better? I think so, man, because I, the, didn't, yeah. they seem, didn't they seem, maybe they weren't playing that much better, but didn't they seem like they got along better when he was out before? And I know Kevin Love, you know, was, was healthier mm-hmm. or whatever, but didn't it seem like they just kind of coexisted a little bit more better? I, I don't know. Like, I just, it's not working, man. You got to trade somebody. It would be amazing to see on what they could, if they ended up dealing him or what kind of move that they could make with him. But to see just where he would go in another situation, maybe maybe this is all just a credit to Brad Stevens and how in the world he made it work last Same year. Same with Jay Crowder. With that, yeah, I, I mean it's it's pretty amazing. I mean maybe Brad Stevens is actually underrated as a coach, considering the problems now they're having in Cleveland. They were they got Jay Crowder for spare part, like he was part of a of a deal. Um, he was a spare part, and it might have been the the Rajon Rondo deal, but I think there was a couple of separate deals. And they brought back Jay Crowder, and nobody knew who Jay Crowder was. And they signed, ended up signing Jay Crowder to like a five-year, $35 million deal after the season. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're, how could you give Drake, Jay Crowder that kind of money? And then all of a sudden, he plays a couple of years in Boston. Everyone goes, wow, this guy's got real value in the league. They trade him to Cleveland. It's like, whew, Cleveland swiped him in that <laughs> deal. And now Jay Crowder's turned into one of the worst players in the league. He's uh, Z Crowder. Yeah. That's how far he's fallen. <laughs> all the way down the alphabet. Yeah. All the way to, to the end. Uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by AutoZone Batteries. The only thing colder than winter is the thought of being stranded in it. It's why AutoZone offers free battery testing and a wide selection of proven tough durable batteries so you can start your car with confidence. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Up next, though, we are going to do something that's never been done on Sports Talk Radio. And what I mean by never been done on Sports Talk Radio, I mean done every single day in the history of Sports Talk Radio. That's next. Explorer was built to save you time and money by allowing you to compare multiple quote options all online. So head to Progressive.com today and see if you can save. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. He is Johnny Ramos. Hey, 
BKR edition, if you will, here on Fox Sports Radio. And the John Ramos Show will be coming up at 5.30 Eastern Time, 2.30 Pacific. And John's signing day decision is down to five. In about 15 minutes or so, we trim it down to four schools that are pursuing John's services for him to play college football, (laughs) despite him being in his mid-40s. We would like to rank those teams, but instead, we'll play a game. This is game time. game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I was trying to do a clever transition, and I completely just let the cat out of the bag. Deb Carson joins us. Deb, what game are we playing today? Dan, we are playing top three. Oh, all, all right. right. Okay. All right. Let's rank them, Deb. Rank them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks are scrambling to make deals ahead of Thursday's trade deadline after losing star Kristaps Porzingis to a torn ACL in last night's loss to the Bucks. What do you guys say are the top three injuries to star players in any sport which had the most impactful effects on their respective teams? Okay. I Listen, I don't want to – I don't want to – pigeonhole this but when you're a quarterback and you're hurt that has the biggest effect and I the Knicks weren't even maybe going to make the playoffs anyway with Kristaps Porzingis so I I think it's going to be heavy NFL number one is a no-brainer to me Jonas it's Aaron Rodgers because the Packers okay. fell off I would put Rodgers one I would I'd put Deshaun Watson two because I think the Texans were trending up even though when they got hurt they weren't even in the in the playoff picture at that point, I'd put Deshaun Watson two, and I'm going to put Andrew Luck three because it seemed like the Colts at least were hoping you would come back at all last season, didn't, and they had an awful year. Now, is this just for this year? No, in history. Okay. Oh, oh, in history. Okay. Well, I did it for this year. Um, Rank them. Re- <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, recent history. Is Derek Carr on that list? Because yeah. because all of a sudden the, the drop off was significant. You could tell in the playoff sure. game the Derek Carr and then going to Connor Cook who was atrocious. Um, man, that's I I think you got to go. Rodgers, yes, yeah, like whatever Aaron Rodgers because the drop off matters. You can't you can't say Carson Wentz because. Nick Foles is clearly a better yeah. quarterback than him. That's why they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so you can't use that. But I would say, man, this is. That's really good. Like, if you were to think back all time, injuries. Remember Kyrie Irving? The Cavs lost Kyrie Irving in the finals, and that changed, yeah, that changed yeah. how that turned out. Um, man, uh, I would go recent history. I'll go Rodgers. I'll go Derek Carr. And I will say, I'll say Kyrie Irving because I believe they had a 2-1 lead in that series when he got injured. If I'm not mistaken. Awesome. Well done. I like both of those lists. Am I supposed to pick a winner, or we just uh, no, move ahead? No, we can just move ahead. All we right. just rank stuff here. That's okay. all. Rank them. All right. Let's let's go to a national signing day. Of course, it's college football's national signing day. What schools do you guys think have the top three classes in the country? Um, Georgia. Yes. One. Ohio State got a big five-star commit from an offensive tackle today. Oh God. Which. which <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I knew it was coming, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Buckeyes two, and I will put Alabama three. Uh, I'm gonna go Florida one, two, and three, just because one of their recruits put on a Florida hat, and his mom walked out of the <laughs> out of the uh, the press conference. She got up, she was sitting right next to him, and she was so disgusted he didn't pick Alabama that she got up and left. <laughs> and he was stu- he had no answers for why she left, other than I think she wanted me to go to Alabama, and she was so disgusted. I'll get Florida one, two, and three. 
Well, speaking of fan base being disgusted, with Josh McDaniels bailing on the Colts, Indy still looking for their head coach, but which of the NFL teams that made new hires will prove to be the top three hires of 2018 season? NFL teams. Raiders have got to be well, no, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the Raiders number one. I'm gonna put Pat Shermer and the Giants one. I think that there's pieces in New York for him to work with if they figure out their line. I'll put Gruden two, and I'll put Mike Vrabel three. Uh, I will go. Give me. Oh man. Okay, give me Vrabel. Give me. Liberty. Gruden, and, and I will take uh, Matt Nagy. Oh, Ooh, that's that, huh? game, huh? Game How about that? This is Research game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. <laughs> Rank him. Rank him. <laughs> He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That's John Ramos. More on signing day next year on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Byer. And Johnny Ramos, Ramos as well. And it's National Signing Day for everyone except the Colts and Josh McDaniels. There was no signing done there. He stays in New England as their offensive coordinator. And the Colts aren't happy about it at all. Chris Ballard. Well, having a, a spirited press conference when talking about the decision that Josh McDaniels decided not to go to Indianapolis and his final parting words, the rivalry is back on between the Colts and New England. Maybe maybe you needed a Peyton Manning-Brady thing, but the, there's, the definition of rivalry is one that could come up in the conversation of Colts-Patriots. I think the Colts are going to have to do something because, once again, it seems like New England got the best of Indy. The rivalry is back on. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> by, by the way, by now, listen, the way. Listen, the, the media laughs at him. I know. And, and, and I'm on his side, but I think they're not laughing like, oh, good one, Chris. They're like, what rivalry? We, <laughs> we like only beat them twice. Um, If you were to just hear Chris Ballard talk, just play any any clip of Chris Ballard. I got a call Tuesday evening saying he had decided to, he had changed his mind. All right. I'm going to go mid-60s, early 70s. <laughs> um, uh, family runs uh, an oil company in uh, in Waco. And uh, and then all of a sudden you see the picture of him and you go, oh, he's a pretty young looking guy. What the hell happened here? <laughs> like, what the hell happened here? Late 40s. Uh- Lived in Texas growing up, also spent some time in Wisconsin where he ended up playing college football. Was a teammate of Daryl Bevels at Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. There's a tie the there, 90s. huh? So there could, yeah, there could be some, yeah, some movement there that you could see. Frank Reich, by the way, the Eagles offensive coordinator, is going to interview with the Colts about their head coaching vacancy. But it's, it's the big news and news that I just, I, Jonas feels differently. But I just don't know how you can blame the Indianapolis Colts when Josh McDaniels went as far as to put assistants in the building to start the work that he couldn't do because he was still doing work with the New England Patriots. And I and maybe in the end this works out. It is just a completely awful look, and I just think a bad, bad move for Josh McDaniels, who quite honestly probably won't have any repercussions from this because it's – it, it seems like he's going to be lined up for the job when yeah. Belichick leaves. So it's essentially Josh McDaniels just ruining the Colts in their situation. Well, and there was a report out that uh, Josh McDaniels' agent, who reps a lot of high-profile coaches in the NFL, he's like one of the top coach agents in the NFL, he's he's already parted ways with Josh McDaniels because it's such a bad look. And he, he says, oh, you know, this is just a bad look. But I just – 
I find it hard to believe that Indianapolis, because, because Josh McDaniels, he has burned bridges here, and and the fact that that this won't come up is should it be uh, another opportunity. Like I think he acknowledges that, yeah, I probably burned bridges here. I flamed out in Denver. I didn't handle a lot of things well in Denver. This is another opportunity. And he also backed out on, on a couple of opportunities last year. Cleveland, I think, was one of them. San Francisco was another one of them. So, like – He's now pretty much stated to the rest of the league, it's either New England or it's just not going to happen. And so it's a bad look for Josh McDaniels, but I just think like if you if you feel strongly enough about a situation and you have a conversation and it reaffirms what you feel about something, you've got to do what's best for you. And if it's what's best for him, then screw what anybody thinks. There, There is a report from ESPN that McDaniels had a meeting with Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and Jonathan Kraft where certain things were promised to McDaniels, but not the head coaching job once Bill Belichick steps aside. Because they can't. Legally, they can't do it. Yeah, and and you know what? To be perfectly honest, if I'm Bill Belichick, I wouldn't want that looking over my shoulder. I've always thought that that was just an awful protocol that you would see in college sports to have the coach in waiting right. on staff. It's just – it's uncomfortable. You don't know if anything is being undermined. You don't know – You remember how awkward it was when Bobby Bowden towards the end had Jimbo Fisher behind him? Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, man, uh, you promised Jimbo the gig a long time ago. He's getting tired of waiting around. Like, that was uncomfortable Will, towards the end. Will Muschamp in Texas yeah. and Mac Brown and, and that situation. I just – I don't think that that is good. So I actually believe what they've got with New England and them not promising – anything to him but what is so striking to me and we're going to hear a little bit more on Josh McDaniels in a bit is this report from ESPN on how Bill Belichick will let Josh McDaniels more into how to run an organization so that to me Jonas shows just how secretive Bill Belichick can be when it comes to everything he does whether it be his coaching or also on how they put together an organization and I know you can't put all the assistant coaches in on something right. and say this is what we're going to do, but it's almost like, okay, we'll unlock the key to this door and you can see what's behind this door if you stick around in New England. Bill will help you with some of his secrets that he that he's had. It's uh, The more we find out about this story, it's even more interesting to see what actually goes on in New England and what goes on with Bill Belichick. Uh, did you have a chance to watch the 30 for 30, the two Bills yet? No. Okay, because I knew you are at Super Bowl week. Um, so there was a, a part in there where Bill Belichick was talking with Bill Parcells because, listen, Belichick did this to the Jets. I mean, he had the job and then he, he, walked, he walked back on his commitment to the Jets because he wanted to stay in New England. So this is so almost identical to to what it what is happening with Josh McDaniels in Indianapolis. But Bill Belichick in there, and during a conversation him and Parcells were having, he said, I really appreciate because towards the end, Bill started letting me sit in on things and started teaching me things and showing me things and and saying, Hey, uh, come in here. I want to talk to you about something and how roster breakdown and what you do in this situation. And a guy came in you know, and a lot of that stuff I wasn't privy to. Because I was just an assistant coach, and so he would handle all of that. And him inviting me into those situations and going through those scenarios helped me in my career deal with things and deal with those situations when they ever came up. This is like the identical thing that is happening now to where I wonder if Belichick realizes, hey, before I get out of here, why don't I, 
why don't I pass it forward, pay it forward, so so to speak? You know, pass down some knowledge to somebody I trust. If it wasn't going to be Matt Patricia, you assumed it would probably be Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was a head coach before in the National Football League with the Denver Broncos. It was also during his time in the Mile High City that he drafted Tim Tebow with a first-round pick. Tim Tebow was on the program with us earlier today here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio talking about his experiences with McDaniels as his head coach. I think he's one of the brightest minds in football. I think he's very analytical, the way he's able to game plan, break down defenses, especially from an offensive standpoint. He's a very, very smart coach. I mean, there's a reason they brought him back to New England, and they've had the success that they've had. Obviously, Bill and Tom and so many, but you can see the difference that they have when Josh has been there. He's a really, really smart coach. He's also a guy, and Bill O'Brien was as well, that could – as crazy as it sounds, take a uh, a tongue lashing from Tom Brady yeah. and then keep things moving. Yeah, but- and and uh, like it's it's crazy how you hear certain. Listen, certain some people and their and their attitudes may fall they fall differently for everybody. But like you know, Tim Tebow speaks highly of him. Uh, Brady Quinn's told me that he really likes him a lot. Really, really liked playing for Josh McDaniels. But then you'll get other people that say, "Yeah, I know Greg Doyle came out with a column and he ripped Josh McDaniels apart." But you know, it, that's Indianapolis, and you've got to really support the fan base and and be all gung ho on Indianapolis Colts football, and that's fine. But I just, to me, I I think that there is also something to the fact that if you there was a story that came out and Josh McDaniels talked about how much the last time affected him. Like he 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 blew it in Denver so much that he was really really bothered by it for a long time. That he felt like a failure. That he felt like, and I wonder if he's just like, man, if I have any hesitations or any questions about a situation I'm going into, like I I'd rather not go through the pain that I went through the last time. I, I'd rather I'd rather just you know wait for New England or just not take it at all. And I think that that there is something to that. They started out 6-0, and I believe, the yeah. first year, yeah. and it included a win over New England and Denver. I remember when Josh McDaniels was pumping his fist. So, yeah. so when it turned quickly, there were a couple of head coaching jobs in the NFL that turned really quickly. Todd Haley was another in Kansas City. When you things are going great, you know, they go to the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's just, I mean, it, it's spiraling downhill isn't even fast enough. It's a straight drop. It felt that way with Josh McDaniels at Denver. Because he was 31 at the time, I think. I think McDaniels was 31 when he got the job. I mean, to have to, like, you get in there, you think you know it all, you're a hot shot, you win your first six games, your ego's through the roof. Like, there was a story, somebody in Denver told me a story that that he was, he got, the reason they traded, part of the reason they traded Peyton Hillis from Denver is because Josh McDaniels thought that Peyton Hillis was hitting on his wife at practice. Like, like that's, and he was so bothered by it. And he was just, like, the fact that that's even a thought, like you're an NFL head coach, that's even a thought. And that was part of the reason why he traded. So he didn't handle it at, at all. And I wonder if psychologically he's still messed up from it. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byard. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. You know what, Jonas? Um, I'm sure the final five schools in John Ramos's recruitment process have probably tried to get some ladies to hit on John, but we know that he's already committed to Suzanne. But John Ramos, at the start of this show, of this BKR edition, we gave you 10 schools that you could sign with to play college football. You eliminated five of them immediately. 
You said goodbye to Georgia, Penn State, Oklahoma, Texas, and Oregon. That left you with five schools on your recruitment list. They are hot on the trail to bring John Ramos into their football program. Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, and Florida. You are now required to trim that list of five down to four. Deal? <laughs> That's tomorrow, by oh, the okay. way, with the trade deadline. I'm not a guy for pressure. I'm not a pressure guy. I just like to kind of go in there and do my thing. So Alabama. Too much pressure in Alabama. Oh, You're gone. Oh, wow. Nick Saban does not seal the deal with John Ramos. This is what's interesting to me in this list, Jonas. USC is still there, close to home. But yet, John, national recruiting in Notre Dame, uh, maybe the Tim Tebow sales pitch to Florida did something. Maybe playing with Urban Meyer or playing for Urban Meyer at Ohio State will open things up. But those are the four finalists, the final four for John Ramos. Now, Notre Dame, Florida, USC, and Ohio State. And now, um, see, here's, here's the thing. Do you think Florida has a little bit of an unfair advantage? I mean, we had Tim Tebow on, and he was like recruiting John. You know, it's kind of an unfair advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's so. Now, how are we? So, when is when's the next elimination? I think it comes up in about twenty minutes. Okay, yeah. all right. So twenty minutes. Yeah. So John's got that's a good. lot to think about in the yeah. next twenty minutes. A lot, including uh, how many people are going to be trying to get to the restroom during the only two breaks John hey. can use the restroom, <laughs> hey. which he hates. He if, hates this. That's the one thing he hates about this place the most is the fact that everybody pees at the same time. <laughs> If you're a fan of one of these schools, feel free to tweet John and try to convince him to go to your school. <laughs> yeah. And where can they do that, John? You know, I was talking to Suzanne last night, <laughs> and she said, I think it's about time you did something different, unique, something you haven't done at the radio station before in BKR. And I said, you know what? You're right. So today, today only, at JS Ramos 06. All right. If you're a Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, or Florida fan, try to convince John Ramos to come to your school. The only thing colder than winter is the thought of being stranded in it. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing and a wide selection of proven tough Duralast batteries so you could start your car with confidence. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, though, a Super Bowl champion head coach will tell you his thoughts on the Josh McDaniels situation. That's next here on FSR. Doug this Gottlieb is show. the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. In stereo, that is for sure. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. I'm the one making all the mistakes. That's Johnny Ramos here with us on a BKR edition as we are in for Doug. I didn't know if that was a break in the song. I, I haven't heard this song, so I wasn't sure. Well, it's I, a new one. I wonder if John was doing the old DJ move where he lowers the volume and then raises it as high as he can to blow <laughs> your eardrums out. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach and now an analyst for the NFL Network. Joining us once again on the Doug Gottlieb show is Brian Billick. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for taking the time today. Good afternoon. I, um, I, I'm just going to start with this. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that Josh McDaniels withdrew from the Colts job and was going back to the New England Patriots? Yeah, that one, I, I don't want to say stunning because there's a number of reasons why Josh McDaniels would want to stay there. Um, personally, uh, his family, he's been a part of that organization a long time. 
maybe he really doesn't want to be a head coach again. I don't think that's the case. I think clearly uh, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft got to him saying, look, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. You'll be the head coach in waiting. We're not going to announce that. We're not going to say that's what it is, but that's what it will be. Uh, you stay here, and you'll become the head coach of the New England Patriots when I decide to step down. And, and uh, that certainly is understandable. The fact that he did it as late as he did and the way he treated the, the Indianapolis Colts, the coaches that he had had hired, uh, that, that's unfortunate. I, it's, I think it's good that he may get the New England Patriot job because I'm not sure he could get another one after this. Uh, Coach, what was the most difficult decision you made in your coaching career? One that you had to consult your family that you were really torn over looking back? Oh, gosh, there, there are so many. Anytime you make a, a change in, in the jobs you go after, I was lucky I wasn't uh, one of those coaches that had 15 jobs in 17 years. Most of the jobs that I took were very clear cut in terms of, yeah, professionally, this is where you got to go. Uh, and, and which was tough on my family because every, they liked every place we were. When I went from Utah State and Cache Valley and Logan, Utah, we loved it there. Went to Stanford, uh, loved being in the Bay Area, then went to Minnesota, left Minnesota to become the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, loved being in, uh, in Minnesota. So, yeah, it is tough on the family regardless. Um, but it's, you know what, it's a coaching family. As a, as a professional, you're used to it. You hate the demands it puts on your family. But I think my daughters and my wife will tell you it was a pretty good life, and, and they uh, they were fine with the, the different moves we made. Ryan Billick joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. Coach Billick uh, joining us thanks to SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. This is the part that bothers me, Brian, about what Josh McDaniels did, was that he had assistants in the building in Indianapolis starting the work. Should I be bothered yeah. by this? Because that, that yeah. really seems to rub me the wrong way, especially not only for those guys but for the Colts. I don't think you need a signed document when you already have members of the staff in that building. Yeah, I mean, the Colts negotiated in good faith for him to bail on them the last minute. But the guy, that, the ones that, that, that I, I'm with you, the ones that really get hurt in this are the assistant coaches, some that may have messed left jobs, that came mainly because of Josh McDaniel. Obviously, he had the Colts. And it's kind of an honor among thieves or certain things you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. But once it was known, okay, you're, we're going to make you the coach. You're still coaching, so give us the list. We'll go get these guys. They extended themselves. They gave them the contracts. And now these guys, not that they're going to be out of a job. They may be out of a job. They're, not, they're going to get paid. That's all that guarantees is the coaches that went to work there because of Josh McDaniel that were hired by the Indianapolis Colts. They're, they have contracts they're going to get paid. doesn't mean they're going to have a job. The new guy coming in, and it's going to be tough to get a coach. There will be plenty of coaches that covet having an NFL job and will take whatever staff is there. But the, the really good ones are going to say, you know what, I, I need to have my guys in here. So some of these guys are very well could be let go. They're going to get paid. They're just going to be out of a job for a year. How desirable of a job is it? Because you still have Andrew Luck. Um, like you mentioned, there's only one of there's only 32 of these in the world, so it, it's still going to be a coveted job. But do you think they can get a, a high, like Frank Reich is a name that's been out there that that has been talked about. Like how like if you were if you were in a position like Frank Reich, would you jump at the chance to take this job regardless of who the assistants were? Well, there's only 32 of these jobs, so yes, you're going to find plenty of guys that want to take the opportunity, however it comes to them. Uh, the fact that it went down this way, you know, this was unique this year. The jobs are available. Typically, the jobs are available, available because you're 
and you don't have a quarterback. So job one is get a quarterback. We had a lot of jobs that had some pretty good quarterbacks. Obviously, Detroit is a very good job because you, you don't have to – you got Matthew Stafford to start. Uh, we got Andrew Luck to start with at uh, Indianapolis. That's a huge, huge advantage and to me makes it a very attractive job. You'll get the other things wrapped around it, but you start with that quarterback position, an organization that has one. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very attractive job. Now, the guys, the hard part is, is when they introduce whoever they're going to introduce, and he may end up being a heck of a coach, but at face value, it's okay, here's our next head coach. We believe in him. This is our guy going forward. He wasn't one of the top five that we interviewed because we couldn't get those guys, And uh, but but we really think this is a good one now. Brian Billick joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You won a Super Bowl with the Ravens at Super Bowl 35 over the New York Giants. Uh, the next year, lost in the divisional playoffs. What is Doug Peterson and the Eagles facing now, uh, entering next season? What were the toughest challenges for you guys entering that next season as Super Bowl champions? Well, yeah, and every coach will probably tell you two minutes after you win a Super Bowl, what's the very first question you get? Can you do it again? Uh, that's just the nature of the National Football League. So, yeah. And they're very motivated to do it. They're, they're, they're a good young football team. They're going to get their starting quarterback back. Not with, you know, with all due respect to Nick Foles, and he was spectacular. And is probably going to get a starting job himself. Carson Wentz is going to come back healthy. Uh, they can be very excited about where they're going. And, and, but they're, we're going to hear the same thing that we hear from every team. It's going to be the Belichick in. Well, that was last year. We're all about this year. It's one game at a time. Uh, yeah, you carry that credential. You carry that that gravitas of having been a Super Bowl champion, but it all begins the next year. Winning back-to-back, people would say, well, it's tough to win back that Super Bowl championship. No, it's hard to win a Super Bowl, period. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can think you can do it two years in a row, a lot of things have to get into alignment. It's a tough thing to do, but they're positioned to certainly be considered one of the top teams in the NFC, if not you know, the favorite going into the, uh, uh, to the uh, NFC uh, going to start the year. Uh, Brian Billick, Super Bowl champion, head coach, NFL Network analyst with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Coach, the next year after you won the Super Bowl, people talk about, well, now you've got a target on your back. Teams are going to be gunning for you. Could you feel the difference between how teams prepared for you and how they and how stadiums were different when you went on the road coming in as Super Bowl as a Super Bowl champion as opposed to the year before? Well, they maybe give us a little bit more respect, but this the idea that they're gunning for you. I've never really bought into that because the second part of that is to intimate that the team goes, we're playing the reigning Super Bowl champs, so we're going to really play hard and prepare hard this week, but the next week we're playing somebody else, so we don't need to. <laughs> uh, You've got to prepare hard, train hard, and, and play hard every week and every Sunday. Uh, you know, I always say you've got to focus on the process, not on the outcome. Uh, the outcome, you beat a reigning Super Bowl champ, sure, kind of cool, that's good. Maybe says something about you. But the process itself, does that mean anything? Does anybody really focus on it other than the fact that, hey, guys, these guys are pretty good, as evidenced by that ring they're wearing. So, so you, better be, you, know, you better be focused and you better play well, otherwise you're going to embarrass yourself. So, yeah, I, I don't know that it's specific that way. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, like I said, you're always going to for okay, can we do it again? People – Remember, we were the first team to ever do hard knocks. And one of the reasons I agreed to do that was because the mentality was, can you do it again? Are you going to prepare as hard in training camp? And one of the motivations for me was, okay, I'm going to challenge this team because we're going to have those cameras ever present in training camp uh, because if you're not giving that effort that we know what it takes to get here, then we're going to let the whole world see it. 
Ryan Billick joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can enter promo code Billick for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just go to SeatGeek.com. How did you hook up with SeatGeek, Coach? Well, I've been with them for a long time. You've got any any ticket needs, not just sporting events. Obviously, we've got the NHL and NBA and Major League Baseball coming up. Coming up on Valentine's Day, you want to take your, your bride uh, or your girlfriend to a play, uh, some special event, go to SeatGeek.com. Uh, every informed consumer needs to do that. You can see what tickets are available. They give you a rating and how good a deal it is. Most of all, every transaction on SeatGeek.com is 100% guaranteed. And again, promo code BILLICK for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Enjoy the offseason, Brian. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning head coach. He also set the record for the fastest hang-up of an interview that is in good. 2018. So, no. <laughs> he's a, he's a, by the way, you know what? I'll say this. He's a damn good analyst. He's oh, very really, good. really good. Like He knows his stuff, so he's, he's transitioned really well. All very, right. very um, good. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, in for Doug Gottlieb. Coming up next, we are going to find out. We've been we've been eliminating schools in contention for the services of one John Ramos, our technical producer. We are down to four. He will cut that list down to three. Tim Tebow is already waiting on it. This has been craziness all throughout the show. So we will have the list cut down to three. That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Deb Carson. Well, the Lions introduced new head coach Matt Patricia today. We will be organized. We will be detailed. We will love and respect the game. And we will be committed to winning. We will be competitive in all that we do. We will have a blue-collar mentality. We will work hard as a team to make this city proud. And Detroit fans hoping their new head coach can bring them some playoff success since they haven't won a postseason game in more than 25 years. Colts GM Chris Ballard had planned to be introducing Indy's new head coach before Josh McDaniels did a 180 and decided to stay on with the Patriots. I was very confident that a deal was in place and that we were going to move forward and be having a press conference today at 3.30. That's on me. Ballard and McDaniel share the same agent, Bob Lamont, but ESPN's reporting that Lamont has ended his relationship with McDaniels. NBA News, the Clippers and Lou Williams have agreed to a three-year extension with an option in his final year. Knicks traded center Willie Henry and Gomez to the Hornets for Johnny O'Brien and a pair of second-round picks in 2021 and 2020. Well, 2020 and 21, I should say. Uh, Knicks, by the way, of course, without Kristaps Porzingis for the rest of the season, but they are listed as the most valuable NBA franchise, according to Forbes, Lakers, Warriors, Bulls, and Celtics round out the top five. Thanks, Deb. One of the interesting things about the injury to Porzingis, now the Eastern Conference playoffs are pretty much set. There are nine teams battling for eight spots, so there's going to be like (laughs) one team uh, with 30 games left, left on the outside looking in. Everybody else seems to be out of the race. There is a race, by the way, this is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That's John Ramos. A race for John Ramos' services. John had 10 schools that were going after him where John could play college football. He's eliminated that list down to four. He's trimmed it down to four, eliminating six schools. The final four are Ohio State, USC, Florida, and Notre Dame. Earlier on the program, Tim Tebow joined us to sell John on why John should choose the Florida Gators. You know, I think Florida's bound to make a comeback. There's a lot of greatness in their past, and you look at the last 30 years and, and all of the, um, the great memories, the great moments, and the great teams they've had, and there hasn't been a stretch that has gone this long where they haven't had a great team, so you know they're bound for recovery, and I think that vengeance is going to come by some teams pretty hard. And also, their, their new head coach won two national titles there at Florida as the offensive coordinator, 
and now he's back and he's ready to show some people. So you could go with some other schools that might be a little more popular, or you could go with your gut and say Florida might be back and then see what happens. It's unbelievable, man. Like the fact that Tim Tebow is gonna gonna sell John. It's such an unfair advantage that Florida has. You know, it's like it's almost like if we if like if any of these other schools had like superstar quarterbacks that could call in. Hey, what's that online? Hey, uh, hello, you on uh, online? Is this is this him? Is this Brady Quinn, former Notre Dame Whoa! great, who, who who blew off another interview to sell John on the greatness of Notre Dame? Oh, Brady Quinn, welcome into the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, as, as soon as I as soon as I knew that John Ramos uh, was up for potential recruitment <laughs> to go to the University of Notre Dame, once I was made aware of this, which I thought he was already a hard commit out to one of one of those Southern California schools, but as soon as I realized that he had decommitted and he was back open to being recruited today, I, I had to I had to call in. I had to try to make my pitch for Notre Dame. Now, Brady, you heard uh, the strong words from Tim Tebow really selling John on uh, on going to Gainesville. Now, I think that you do have a little bit of an advantage because on your campus and nearby, Aaron Hernandez never shot anybody in the face. So I think that gives you a little bit of an advantage there in South Bend. So what well, can, that's it. That's in the tail so of the tape. Advantages. Yeah. I mean, never, there's, never there's mind so Jimmy Clausen getting beat up outside a bar. But forget all that. Let's we're only focused on the positives here. No, no, I mean, there's so many advantages. And I think if you want to, you know, if you want to talk about why Notre Dame is, is far superior to the other three schools, I mean, first off, academically, you know, those schools aren't going to hold a candle to what Notre Dame can offer, right? They talk about the four for 40, you go there for 40 years, you're set up for the, the next 40 years of your life. Now, obviously, the football program, there's, there's no greater recognized or more storied program than Notre Dame, okay? Um, you're, it's not going to get any bigger than that. If you need me to, John, I, I, I know you're a devout Catholic. We can get the Pope uh, to come on out, and then he can give you his blessing. Uh, we've got the Vatican on line one. So if we need to pull all the stops, we can. Um, but at this point, you know, the pitch is kind of there for itself. I think you see the gold helmets. You know the, the lore, the luster that is Notre Dame. You know you're going to get the best education. Um, it's a beautiful campus. Uh, yes, it does tend to get cold, but – what people don't realize is they have tunnels, and you can access those tunnels, John, so you don't have to be in the cold <laughs> when you're walking to class when it's snowing and cold outside. I, you know what? I think it's time that John Ramos trims his list from four down to three with Brady Quinn on the line. John, the four finalists, Notre Dame, Florida, USC, and Ohio State. Who is knocked off the list? The Buck No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> did, did, did we dump that, by the way? I, did he just what, what did he just say? <laughs> I, I, I think. Don't. I think he was trying to cross off Ohio State. Yeah, right. I and then he said no. the first. He said the first part of that and thought he cursed. I thought so. he going. The Buckeyes stop here. That's what I thought he was. Is that what you were going for? Unbelievable. No, I'm saying no to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. So, okay. Hey, Brady, okay. Notre Dame stays alive. All right. Yes. Look, John, John, it'll be the yes, best Brady. decision of your life. We'll make a movie about you like Rudy. None of those other schools have that. All right. And. You don't want to go to Florida and try to be a park ranger like someone else who called in earlier today. <laughs> right, you have a much better, much better career ahead of yourself at the University of Notre Dame. Brady, all I can say to you right now is Christos Eleison. The hell is That's that? What we, I, I know we got you in the bag. All right? If I could right now, 
I'd give you a host, right? I'd, I'd give you the body of Christ if I could right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, look at that. Uh, but, but actually, John, uh, you know, Jonas is much closer to live bed Jesus, so he might have a direct connection there, too. Listen, we'll leave that during a confession. Jo- Those secrets are all kept in the confessional room. That's the way we work here. <laughs> Thanks, John, Brady. John did ask if the four for 40 was a pizza deal yeah. that he could <laughs> oh, cash in himself <laughs> in. It, it, it can be if you want it to be. We, 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 you know, we, we can kind of manipulate some things uh, there, there to make sure it works. It's just kind of an obscure thing that gets thrown around a lot. Oh, All right, there it is. Amazing. I can't wait to celebrate John's Very arrival nice. on the campus of Notre Dame at the Linebacker Lounge with Brady Quinn, everybody. That's going <laughs> to be a good go. time. There it is. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. All right, XOXO. Oh, wow. Jeez. That. That's a what? hard sell job, John. Were you about to ca- uh, cross off no. Notre Dame? Oh, they no, were. No, I was not. Wow. But that did help to Whew. maybe elevate them to a higher calling. And he called Tim Tebow a park ranger. Oh, <laughs> this, this is. This is what I've noticed on John's list. Tebow calls in, sells him, still alive. Brady Quinn calls in, Notre Dame, still alive. USC, close to home, close to Suzanne, close to his two children. That's going to be tough to pry away as John Ramos tries to make a decision on where he wants to play college football in his mid-40s. And I would say that Steve Sarkeesian would call him, but he's not getting a reception at the cantina down the street. Oh, come on. He's in the NFL (laughs) now, Jonas. What? He's in the NFL. This show is brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, there's um, so this, this big controversial story is going on in the NFL. We are going to get some words from a familiar voice regarding this. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer. That's Jonas Knox. John Ramos here as well, a BKR edition, if you will. You can always reach us on Twitter, just like Adam Wassum has. He tweeted into Dan Byer on Fox, the Jonas Knox, and JS Ramos 06, saying, Hey, Ramos, have you considered the Montana State Bobcats in beautiful Bozeman, Montana, mm. as a possibility for your recruitment? You had a list of 10. It's trimmed to three. It's Notre Dame, Florida, and USC. Have you ever considered Montana State? Well, I, I do have room for a, a sleeper. So you Ooh. never know if that you never know if that, that hack could sl- slide its way in, you that, know. That could be the the secret team, the mystery team in John's recruitment, but he's got it down to three. And Notre Dame has had Brady Quinn call in yeah. on his behalf to mm-hmm. try to get him to South Bend. Tim Tebow has called in trying to convince John to go and play for Dan Mullen at Florida. Maybe later on in the show, we'll see if a USC maybe tries to pull some strings to get John into. That school. I mean, they are. It is local. You never know. I mean, you never know who's got pull around here. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. The the amount of like people think, ah, oh, you know, I, no way you guys are going to get Tim Tebow. No, well, we got him, and he and he came on exclusively for the John Ramos recruiting yeah. tour <laughs> and the Barkatology. Yeah. But never mind yes. all that. Okay, and then we've got Brady Quinn. I mean, USC. There's all sorts of USC alum that could call in. It was a combo deal. In fact, we were going to get Eddie George from Ohio State. He wanted to call in, but. John said the two famous words that now will live on in, I guess, infamy here on Mm -hmm. Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Hold on. Got an email, John. Email came through. (laughs) The words were? Fuck no. Fuck no. Oh, there it was. Let's let's calm the nerves of program directors and technical producers around the country here on our great affiliates. That's Buck with a B. 
as in Buckeye. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, today's, <laughs> Do not worry. Today's Doug Gottlieb show is brought to you by AutoZone Batteries. The only thing colder than winter is the thought of being stranded in it. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing and a wide selection of proven tough Duralast batteries. So you could start your car with confidence. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's get in the zone. With and one now. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah, now yeah. let's do it. That was quicker than Brian Billick hanging up, honestly. That was, he's, <laughs> Brian Billick is going into the Olympics on phone hanging up. Winter Olympics, he competes on Saturday in South Korea. I think he will bring home the gold. <laughs> Doug Gottlieb is not in today. That's why you've got Jonas Knox, myself, and John Ramos, because Doug was on the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio, and the topic of conversation centered around Josh McDaniels and his staying with the New England Patriots. Of course, the Patriots coming off of a Super Bowl loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. McDaniels and Rob Gronkowski both had decisions to make and will have decisions to make, and Doug talked about them earlier today. When Rob Gronkowski comes off the field and his first reaction wasn't, man, I want to play that game again right now. I want to go out there and kick their ass. Because that's how most people think. It becomes a stronger conversation about potentially retiring if he gets done competing, loses a hard-fought game, and the first words out of her mouth are, yeah, I don't know, I got to think twice about that. Whereas McDaniels, I feel like, did what any competitor does. You lose, you take stock. And I want to do this again. And the strongest likelihood of doing again is with the Patriots. I don't think you can compare player and coach. I think they are two completely different animals. I think Rob Gronkowski, who had a really good Super Bowl, comes off the field after playing his heart out for three and a half hours and is physically beaten and probably mentally beaten from what just happened. I just I, I don't think it's fair to compare a coach and a player. So I disagree with Doug in in even taking those two subjects and comparing to comparing to how they react because I just think that Rob Gronkowski and the players are in a completely different situation than Josh McDaniels has Considering, Jonas, as well, that Josh McDaniels probably still has another 20 years of coaching in his career. Rob Gronkowski doesn't know how many years he's right. going to play football, and it's not going to be 20. We know that. So I think it's very difficult to, whether you want to criticize Gronk with how he handled it with his questions, I think it's very difficult to compare and say that they are the same things, even though they both experienced a Super Bowl loss. This was in, uh, I think, Business Insider might have been the uh, where, I, where I saw the article that was written. And as of 2015, Rob Gronkowski hadn't spent a dime of any of his NFL salary in his entire career. Everything that he spent was on endorsement money. He still wear, wore the same jeans that he had in high school because they were his favorite jeans. Like, he's been <laughs> he's been really, really good. It's like when you find out Marshawn Lynch was really good with his money and money was just not an issue because of how smart he was. And everyone's like, oh, it kind of surprised because you figure, you know, he's kind of a free spirit and a reckless guy. You hear that about Rob Gronkowski? Hadn't spent a dime of his NFL contracts. And it was all money. Any money that he spent was all on endorsements. And some of the the report I saw was that he had conversations with uh, guys like The Rock um, and somebody else about, you know, maybe getting into acting. That that was something that he considered because they told him, listen, you've got an opportunity to do so. And then think about the, the injuries that have piled up on the guy. He said three back surgeries. He broke his arm, torn ACL. Like he's had major mm-hmm. injuries at 28, 29 years old. And if you've got the cash in the bank, you've already won a Super Bowl. 
Why not? Let alone the concussion that yes, he just had yeah, leading it into the, into the Super Bowl. It was surprising to me to see that Gronk has already been in the year, league eight years. Yeah. I, I, like, I thought I would see. And, and when you look back and you remember, you say, oh, yeah, that's right. He was a part of that team. I remember this and I remember that. So it, as a whole, it's eight years, but it just doesn't seem like he's been around that long. And that's why, like, to me to hear it immediately, like, wow, Gronk is retiring or considering retirement it was a bit shocking but for everything you said injury wise what he could have post playing career I mean listen there, there's no doubt about it people gravitate towards him yes. they, they move towards Rob Gronkowski and he enjoys having fun with people if you're getting concussions if you're blowing out your knee if you're breaking your leg all of those things will hinder that down the line and so I think it's only it's only fair for Rob Gronkowski, and especially in minutes after the game. Plus, those those situations are so – how do I – it's so cold after yeah. you lose because you're you're put on a podium in a dark room underneath the stadium and you're asked immediately about your future in front of 40 faces that you don't know. Very tough to sit there and say, like, man, I want to come out there. I mean, you're, you're physically beaten – I wouldn't take Rob Gronkowski straight from his word immediately after that. And game. it's why I wasn't so hard on Cam Newton a couple of years ago when people thought he didn't handle it the right way. Because, man, if you ever – listen, if you get into an argument over over the groceries or, or if you or if somebody spills something or you step on your kid's Lego, you get in the car to head into work and somebody cuts you off, you're, you're getting ready. You would get out of your car at that moment if I asked you with a tire iron and break their windows. Okay, maybe it's just me. But, I, you know, assuming you do too. The Doug Gottlieb Show brought to you by Match.com. 69% of singles are looking for something serious. Are you dating and still looking for someone special? Then listen up. Go to Match.com slash Doug to get started for free today. Search, view photos, and connect free only at Match.com slash Doug. That's Match.com slash Doug. Dan, we might have the greatest rivalry in sports renewed. Find out what next. And John Ramos is here as well. And if you are just tuning in, John Ramos has paired his list. (laughs) From 10 down to 3 as college football programs, the top college football programs in the country are going after John Ramos's services. And the amazing thing in John's final three, which will be trimmed to two coming up in 10 minutes, none of these teams, I would say, well, let's just put it this way. One of these teams played in what you would call a New Year's Six Bowl even though it wasn't on New Year's Day, uh-huh. that would be USC. They are still alive. Florida and Notre Dame are the other two finalists. Now, Notre Dame did play on New Year's Day, but they played in the Citrus Bowl against LSU, which wasn't a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, very controversial, uh, just the way all of this has gone down. At one point, while John was eliminating his choices, uh, may have dropped an F-bomb. Again, we don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're just going to trust him on it. It was not dumped. So, we'll let, you know, if there's an FCC violation, that'll go on John. So he's going to worry about we that. We actually have the official verdict in. And the verdict is, did John say a swear word? Buck, no. Okay. Buck, no, he All right. did not. Very nice. He did not. Buck, no, was the okay. words he used when he eliminated Ohio State from the running. Yeah. Uh, so so very controversial. A lot of people are offended. A lot of people weighing in on social media. We've had uh, a couple of uh superstar quarterbacks call in. Tim Tebow called in to to sell John on Florida. Brady Quinn called in to sell John on Notre Dame. Um I mean, listen, I, I don't want to say that bribery was also included, but I do have, you know, s- 
personal text messages that would allude to bribery if need be to try and sell John on, on a certain school. Well, USC is going to have to step up their game and have to do it quick because the decision is what now coming in eight minutes. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so so, so right. USC has got eight minutes to find somebody noteworthy to to call in and try and sell John on going to 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 be a member of the uh, University of Southern California. In the meantime, we are talking about this situation in Indianapolis and really in New England, and we're doing so thanks to farmers. As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today. So you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The Colts thought they had Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their head coach. They found out late yesterday that was not the case as he was returning to New England. And now the Colts, Jonas, you could say, went on the offensive today as general manager Chris Ballard spoke to the media less than 24 hours after finding out that his head coach wasn't coming to town. After the incident yesterday and after the occurrence yesterday with with Josh backing out, uh, we were disappointed. Unquestionably, we were disappointed and surprised. I live in a black and white world. Bob, either you're in or you're out. I didn't want the explanation. Either you're in or you're out. It's not, it's not a, either you're in or out. 100% in or out. The rivalry is back on. Okay. Yeah, you showed I, him, Chris, I, man. I, I, I side with Ballard and all this. I think he's the one that got screwed over. That That's how I feel in this whole thing. And I know media aren't supposed to applaud. There's no reason for them to applaud. But the laughter is more telling yeah. to me that I know that they were like, all right, ha-ha. But I think some are laughing like, what rivalry? Oh, it's like the people <laughs> that clap in a movie theater at the end of the film. Like, you should be tased. Yes. Uh, uh, the second your hands touch each other in a loud noise, you should be tased in the neck, and you should be thrown in jail for 30 days. It, there should be no clapping in a movie theater. The people on the screen, they can't hear you, bruh. It's it's my favorite when, like, the Eagles on Sunday win a Super Bowl and everybody sends congratulations to the Eagles. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Why? No Why? You just wasted a tweet. They're not going to read it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so funny. You know, congratulate your neighbor's daughter for winning her swim meet instead of the Eagles for winning the <laughs> Super Bowl. She's most likely to at least take something from it instead of Jeffrey Lewis going to be like, hey, guess what? Chuck in Pueblo, Colorado has tweeted a congratulations. That's Chuck E. Cheese with a Z. Pueblo <laughs> says, congratulations, Eagles. And by the way, they were so taken back by all the congratulatory messages that they got that they decided to celebrate by eating feces off the oh, street. Geez. So that is, uh, <laughs> so thank, thank God you got that one in there, though, guys. Hey, I wonder if tomorrow's going to be horse-free in Philadelphia yeah, for the parade. That's not normal that the parade's that many... I mean, is it like two days later? But did did they really have to clean that much well, up? Well, they off the had streets? to put barbed wire and bars on the windows. Yeah. you know, all throughout Philadelphia. So it took them a little little extra time. <laughs> or 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 there, it is truly it truly could be the case that they just were like, we're Philadelphia, and there's no way this is going to happen. So their planning was just completely right. lax, and they were 
two days behind. We're like, we can't get this together in two days. We're going to have to push this off until Thursday. Oh, when the Cubs won, it looked like the most unorganized thing I'd ever seen in my life. The route they took, where they traveled through, nowhere near Wrigley Field. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere near. <laughs> like they're, they're traveling through over by uh, by Mike Ditka's restaurant, which is on Chestnut, which is not nowhere close. <laughs> like You literally have to take a train during rush hour to get there in time, and the train ride is 20 minutes because it's faster than, than getting to, to Wrigley Field through traffic. Like, no work. It was closer to Soldier Field, no joke, than it was anywhere near Wrigley Field, and that's that's just the path they took. So they weren't prepared for it either. How bad is it going to be for Indianapolis? I, I, don't, I wasn't sure that Josh McDaniels was going to turn things around anyway, and I know that whoever goes in there is going to say to themselves, hey, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There's only 32 of these. But I, I just look at that organization, and I, and I see mock drafts, Jonas, and I see them. I see some experts say they're going to take Saquon Barkley, and I think, oh, my goodness, no. Like, hey, please. Hey, are you with me? Okay, I know that we'll save this for, for a draft preview conversation, okay, because, you know, why waste the good stuff now? But I just don't buy Saquon Barkley at the next level. Like there's something about it just screams to me, bust. Now, if he turns out to be a star, just delete this from the podcast. <laughs> but something I, about it just seems like a miss. I I do for the simple fact of I, I just want him to go to a team. Like Cleveland, for example, you, you think that could be a bad fit? Cleveland's actually got pieces on their offensive right. line that they've addressed that that could be something to work. And that's what that's why Ezekiel Elliott was, was so valuable. And even Jacksonville has made changes. They had problems for years with their offensive line, not saying that they're great. But when you're looking at young running backs, everybody thinks now they're going to get the next Ezekiel Elliott. Well, he played against arguably one of the best lines the NFL has ever seen. So if you went to a spot that had a decent offensive line, I really buy it. I just don't think that's Indianapolis. And I don't think that the Colts, let alone in finding a head coach, are a running back away no. from being a competitor in that division. I'd I think, take one of those linemen from Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would take anything outside of running back. You, you know, Frank Gore's not going to be back, but Marlon Mack seemed to at least show that he's got some explosiveness and some big plays, and I just don't think that you can do a lot by adding a running back right now, no matter how how much of a game changer you think that that player is. I just look at the Colts, and I, I think that there are a bunch of pieces away. And now with the coaching staff, you don't necessarily you know, know what they're going to put together. Remember they, they drafted Malik Hooker, the safety from Ohio State Dan. last year? <laughs> no, that's, oh. that's – yes, yes, that's it's all, it's all good. Sorry. He suffered a knee injury, was lost for the season. So they've got to hope that he comes back in full strength, but they were trying to add pieces to that defense. That's a route that you could go as and, well. And Marlon Mack is signed through next year, right? Yes, yeah. Because yeah, I know somebody was starting the campaign, uh, Return of the Mack. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Mark Morrison. I, oh, okay. I, uh, listen, the Colts, the, unfortunately for the Colts, as they try to turn things around, this is just another hurdle that they have to get through. And we haven't even talked about Andrew Luck and his health. So there are there is a report, by the way, from the NFL Network that says Luck's health had nothing to do with McDaniel's decision, which I actually believe although I don't know how well Andrew Luck is doing. I just think it's Josh McDaniels just making a bad decision. And I don't think it had anything to do with the Colts. I just think he got cold feet, and now some other guys are going to have to pay for his And his And why decision. is why is HBO doing a, a documentary on Andrew Luck? Doesn't that seem bizarre to you? I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, yeah the Andre the Giant documentary. Oh, geez. Nobody saw that? Nobody happened to catch that? <laughs> Sorry. I did not. I did not. Oh, oh, okay. oh, we told you. 
It is down to three. Three schools for John Ramos to choose from. It is National Signing Day. We'll get a look inside to what happened in the landscape of college football coming up in a little bit. But before that, we've already heard from Tim Tebow from Florida trying to convince John. Do we have Tebow, do we have Tebow's speech to John Ramos to try to convince him to go to Florida? You know, I think Florida's bound to make a comeback. There's a lot of greatness in their past, and you look at the last 30 years and, and all of the um, the great memories, the great moments, and the great teams they've had, and there hasn't been a stretch that has gone this long where they haven't had a great team, so you know they're bound for recovery, and I think that vengeance is going to come by some teams pretty hard. And also, their, their new head coach won two national titles there in Florida as the offensive coordinator and now he's back, and he's ready to show some people. So you could go with some other schools that might be a little more popular, or you could go with your gut and say Florida might be back and then see what happens. That was quite a yeah. sell job. We also Definitely. had Brady Quinn of Notre Dame calling in, but – we didn't cut him up because you could tell Brady that he just wasn't important enough. Yeah, that. no, they, I'll definitely pass that along. Um, <laughs> just you? Not, I just, I, you know, I don't want to go there. Um, all right, so, yeah, but so Brady called in, Tim Tebow called in. So that's Notre Dame, Florida, and then USC is the final one. Yeah, and uh, I believe that we actually have somebody on the line uh, with USC oh. ties is going to try and sell John on committing to Southern Cal – uh, this is a mystery guest. We have no idea who he is. Let's go. Let's hear from him now. Get ready to right on, baby. Let's go. All right. Oh, wow. Drunk Steve Sarkeesian. That's a sell job. All right, Johnny. Okay. It's decision time. You've heard from Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, By the way, yeah. and I don't mean to interrupt, but I did receive a text moments ago. We couldn't get O.J. Simpson on the line, clearly. He's got other things going on. And, um... I'd be honest with you, nobody wanted anything to do with him. But but he went to USC. Uh, Johnny Cochran actually sent me a text message. Oh, really? What did yeah. he say? He said, on behalf of my client, I just want you to know. Let me read that. I'm pulling this up as we speak. Hold on. Let me put my code in. Wow, a text from Johnny Cochran. 6969. Okay, I'm ready? All right. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny Co- from Johnny Cochran. If the school fits, you must commit. Oh, so again, the, I don't mean to put pressure on Johnny Cochran or the ghost of Johnny Cochran. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Listen, uh, Wikipedia lies from time to time. Uh, I'm just reading a text that I received. That's all I can do. All here. right, John Ramos, it is decision time. You go from three down to two. Is it Notre Dame, Florida, or USC that gets the axe? Well, that was a hard sell by Steve Sarkeesian right there, but I just saw a, a tweet that went out that the USC Trojans have jumped to number six and they're recruiting. Well, they may fall as I do not choose the Trojans. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Jeez, he also, God. he also didn't choose them with Suzanne. Yeah. And welcome Sarah to the world. Unbelievable. So that, was, that was quite a decision that John uh, made about uh, 12 years ago. So congratulations. Um, I, I thought that. I thought that no. John, obviously the home ties, local, I thought that would have been a sell. The fact that Johnny Cochran managed to send a text, yeah. which is amazing to me that he gets Wi-Fi service that far down. And and that uh, that also, um, you know, the fact that Steve Sarkeesian called in from uh, his the state that he was in, I thought for sure was going to tip, you know, tilt yeah, I thought so USC's too. favor. I, w- I will also say this, Jonas, that, that I'm surprised that we're down to Notre Dame in Florida because yeah. when we threw this out there to social media – to get people to support their school, to get John Ramos to go. 
We had so many people tweet in on the schools that they like. I think the total count of tweets that we got in was one. Okay. So yeah, so <laughs> that was the one. That was Adam who wanted you go to Montana State. Yeah. Otherwise, no one else jumped on board. We appreciate <laughs> you and your non-commitment to the show. We we really really are grateful for that. One tweet. Oh, seventy-five man. minutes ago, people, and it came from Montana State. Thank right. you, Adam. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, Dan Beyer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. You can get Dan at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, we are going to find out. Um, so football may have changed for a lot of teams earlier today. We'll tell you how that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, my Valentine is my wife, Lisa. Mm. And Valentine's Day is one week from today. And this is our first Valentine's Day since we've been married. So I know I need to up my game, especially because some of my previous Valentine's gifts, Jonas, uh, they weren't that good. They were bad, in fact. But this year, I'm going to change things because I am getting her a gift from Sherry's Berries. As it's the perfect way to make a big impression on this Valentine's Day. Go ahead. Think inside the box this Valentine's Day. Your berries will arrive in Sherry's Berries signature gift box with a beautiful ribbon. No gift wrap required. Thank goodness. Right now, our listeners can send Sherry's Berries or any of their decadent gourmet gifts to their Valentine and save 20% on gifts to over $29 with our promo code DOUG. D-O-U-G. Fresh, juicy strawberries dipped in milk, dark and white chocolatey goodness, then topped with rich chocolate chips, chopped nuts, and signature swizzles. Hurry and order today. Valentine's Day a week from today. There's only one way to get 20% off an unforgettable gift over $29 from Sherry's Berries. Visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com today, and enter promo code Doug at checkout. That's berries.com, code Doug. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. Johnny Ramos here as well as we are in for Doug today. BKR edition. Hanging out. Recruitment process as it is National Signing Day. Though there was an early signing period that may have thrown a kink into some things for certain programs. Other schools may be using it to their benefit. But it all playing out today in the world of college football. Joining us now, co-host of the Audible podcast, also writing for The Athletic, where I am a subscriber. I am proud to say Stuart Mandel joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Stuart, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, and thanks for being a supporter of The Athletic. Yes, I uh, I just have to get the email part because I get like 20 emails every day to tell me what articles, and I just have to figure out in the settings on how to square it all away, and I am good to go. But a a, a a happy, happy subscriber so far to The Athletic. Uh, what college football programs are happy today? I would have to assume that Georgia is very, very happy, considering by some accounts they have the best class in all of college football this year. Yeah, without question. If you're a Georgia fan, you're just on cloud nine right now between you know making the national championship game, almost winning the national championship game. That was a, a level Georgia hadn't seen in a – in a few decades, and now today they sign not just the best class in the country, but one of the best classes we've seen in recent years, and I think most notably, given Curry Smart came from Alabama, was a, a disciple of Nick Saban's, you know, this was the class that ended their run of, of, um, of Alabama having seven straight number one classes. Uh, there was a video that came out of Jacob Copeland, who uh, committed to Florida, and his mom left the ceremony right after he made the commitment while she was wearing an Alabama sweater. 
Um, how often is there bad blood, whether it be with a, a rival coach or, I mean, how, how, how often does this sort of stuff happen? Maybe not with family, but with rival teams to where they feel so burned that it lingers on for, for years to come. Um, you know, I would say that, well, first of all, I would just say that, um, uh, something like what we saw today happens, I feel like about once a year, there is at least one signing ceremony that goes awry because a parent doesn't agree with the kid's decision or refuses to sign the letter of intent or something like that. They did show her come back and give him a hug. So hopefully that uh, all ended well. <laughs> uh, I think that in the SEC in particular, recruiting is really cutthroat, but it's kind of everybody knows the score. You know, it doesn't, I, I don't think, I think because it's so cutthroat, you're not going to see um, SEC head coaches being friends, close friends off the field like I have seen in, in other conferences like the Pac-12. But I think once the recruiting battle's over, it's over, and people don't, and people move on. Um, these coaches have been doing this for a lot of years, and, and they know that they're going to get some and not others. Uh, Stuart Mandel joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. How did Kirby Smart in Georgia end this Alabama reign? Hey, how long was this? Did the early signing period help? How did this finally come to an end for uh, for Alabama and have Kirby and Georgia take over? I mean, I think it was a lot of factors. The early signing period helped in that, uh, you know, they did sign most of the class in the fall. Alabama, I mean, in December, Alabama does generally wait out on a bunch of kids who don't decide until this day, and a couple of those did go their way today. Um, but Georgia also had a few kids, a few very highly ranked kids that waited till. February and signed with them today. It's just a very strong staff of recruiters, starting with Kirby Smart himself. I mean, he was a big part of why Alabama had all those number one classes in a row. It's just really impressive. Uh, you know, I, I think the most notable one, Justin Fields, top-ranked quarterback in the country by some sites, and he's right there in Georgia. And despite seeing the fact that Jake Fromm, a, a true freshman, you know, took them to the national mm-hmm. championship game, will probably have that job, it would seem, for several years. Uh, he decommitted from Penn State and signed with Georgia. He's confident he can go in there and win the job. Who had a bad day? Which schools do you look at and say that was a bit of a disappointment? I think, uh, without question, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, uh, this was a very disappointing recruiting year for them. You know, he, in the past couple of years, has landed big classes, and obviously there's just been a lot of fanfare surrounding him and that program. And it kind of came back to earth this year, both on the field in terms of going eight and five and then in recruiting you know they didn't sign a single top 100 player in the country and i know that's just kind of an arbitrary distinction you know they, they, they had a kid that was like 121st but you know we tend to use stuff like that as a as a way of measuring these things and you know have no top 100 kids ohio state had 12 so the, the rival that they're <laughs> supposed to be you know competing with every year and so far haven't beaten under Harbaugh, it's just seemingly pulling even further away in terms of the talent gap. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic, he's the editor-in-chief covering college football, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. What about some new head coaches in new places? Specifically, I'm curious about Dan Mullen in Florida, Chip Kelly at UCLA, and really Herm Edwards at Arizona State. You, you can pick one of the three, whatever you want, Stu, but any of those schools stand out with, with new head coaches? Um, I think the the first, I mean, a lot of these first year coaches did pretty well, but I would actually say it's, it's one not on the, that list in particular. Um, I think Willie Taggart took over at Florida state and had to salvage that class in a hurry. 
They went from being ranked in the 60s to almost cracking the top 10 uh, since he took over. Scott Frost had a big start uh, in his first class at Nebraska, and Jimbo Fisher doing cleaning up uh, late here at A&M, even though Texas got the head start and has a really good class of its own. Herm Edwards will be an interesting one to watch. Um, I saw him on TV today, and he was he was making his usual kind of jokes about how different it is. And <laughs> oh my gosh, instead of getting a draft of players, you have to wait and see if they want to come to us. So I don't know. I don't think that first class inspired a lot of confidence. But really, with all new coaches, it's the next one. It's you know the one where they've had a full year to recruit kids that you judge them on. And uh, you know in that regard, you often see programs take a big step. And we'll see how those those coaches do in that first full class. Uh, Stuart Mandel of uh, The Athletic with us here on Fox Sports Radio. So t- take us through just the process because we know signing day is a big day and there's a lot of announcements and, and players are choosing between schools. When do coaches first start planting the seeds and what is that process like? I mean, how many visits are we talking about? What are some of the the things they have to go through to try and convince these kids on National Signing Day to choose them over a couple other powerhouses? Well, the whole calendar has really accelerated in the last couple of years, and especially this year with, you know, the first ever December signing day. Uh, so, you know, I just heard a coach today say that because, I don't know, 70 to 80% of the kids signed in December, they were able to start really recruiting the next class in January. And, in fact, if you go on one of the sites right now, you'll see teams have six, seven, eight kids committed already for 2019. And then they're already starting to talk to the kids in the 2020 class. Uh, it's really accelerated. They feel like they have to get in on these kids earlier and earlier. And yeah, going around and visiting is part of it. But I, I think what they spend the most time doing, frankly, is direct messaging them on Twitter and texting them. <laughs> and just it's a it's a year or longer of just reminding them every single day how much they're interested in them. And and this is this is not a plug. I believe I heard Sonny Dykes, head coach at SMU, quoted by the Athletic as saying, "For them, for the group of fives." The early signing period actually is advantageous for them. Did, did you see that the case for compared to the power five schools? Is it easier for the group of five to maybe get good guys because some of these commitments are already locked in? Yeah, I think that the early signing day is has not helped the Alabamas or Georgias of the world necessarily. Clemson's um, they're going to get the kids they're going to get regardless. Um, it makes it what it does is it makes it harder for them to coach kids from the next level down. So in case, in fact, a good example this year, Alabama didn't get a quarterback in time for the December signing period. So they, you know, they wanted to fill out their class with a quarterback. And the next thing you know, they're talking to a kid who's only, who was committed to Princeton and ended up not coming to Alabama, staying committed to Princeton and another kid who looked like he was going to head to Boise state because that's all that was left. Whereas in the past they could have coached just about anybody. Um, they had to take what was left after the kids who'd already signed in December. So that is good for not just group of five, but, you know, lower half power five schools. They don't necessarily have to worry anymore about kids that they've had committed for months. Suddenly an LSU or an Alabama realizes they, they have a hole and they go poach them at the last minute. He's Stuart Mandel, editor in chief of the athletic covering college football and co-host of the audible podcast. Find him on Twitter at SL Mandel. Thanks, Stuart. We appreciate it. Oh, it's a busy day, so we uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Great to talk a little college football. You know, it's amazing. When I when I threw out the coaches of new jobs, there are tons of them out there. Didn't even mention Scott Frost in Nebraska. Right. And I saw a tweet out there 
that said that Nebraska has already sold out their spring game, and on the secondary market, tickets are going for five hundred dollars. Oh, I'm not surprised. (laughs) But but like we've seen huge crowds at spring games, but Nebraska to see the energy that he has brought that program. Absolutely amazing. It's why I challenge anybody who, if you don't, if you don't get college football and you don't see what the big buzz is about, just go to a college football town or a college town on game day. It'll change your opinion on the entire existence. Like you now, you step back and you go, okay, now I get it. By the way, uh, it should be noted here: uh, Hawaii, ninety third out of a hundred in uh, recruiting. <laughs> you should have asked that? Stewart How, what the. Uh... <laughs> Are they the Rainbow Warriors? Or are they just the Warriors now? Rainbow it, Warriors. Still Rainbow yeah, you got to keep your edge. So okay. you want to include the word Rainbow? Sure, absolutely. I, I get that. Uh, today's show is brought to you by True Car Car Shopping Camp. That's car shopping. Also, car shopping. That's a totally different thing. Okay. But car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience uh he is dan buyer i am jonas knox in for doug gottlieb here on fox sports radio this has been called the greatest segment in the history of sports talk radio by one person find out who that is next year but for all the latest from around the world of sports it's deb carson Colts GM Chris Ballard was obviously miffed when discussing Josh McDaniels flip-flopping and deciding to stay on with the Patriots. So as they move on, the Colts have requested to interview Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich and Saints assistant head coach Dan Campbell for the vacancy. The Lions introduced new head coach Matt Patricia today. We will be organized. We will be detailed. We will love and respect the game. And we will be committed to winning. We will be competitive in all that we do. We will have a blue-collar mentality. We will work hard as a team to make the city proud. In NBA news, the Clippers and Lou Williams have agreed to a three-year extension with an option in his final year. Lakers guard Lonzo Ball is going to be a dad. TMZ reporting that Lonzo's longtime girlfriend, Denise Garcia, is expecting a baby baller. And finally, guys, Marlins CEO Derek Jeter was asked if his Marlins would win a title before David Beckham's MLS expansion team. Jeter reportedly said, quote, we are starting from a deeper hole than he is, end quote. Wow, and they're starting from scratch. <laughs> so like, like, the, like the, the soccer team isn't even there yet. That's, uh, a lot of people would say the Marlins aren't either. Yeah, <laughs> very oh, come true. On. <laughs> no, I think she's spot on with that. I mean, heck, they fired the mascot yesterday. I mean, like that was hey. – I mean, the, oh, jeez. Sorry, pal. Some days you're the fish, other days you're the bait. That's why I uh, quit being the rat at Chuck E. Cheese before they could fire me. <laughs> Kept a little bit of my dignity. Yeah. Walked out yeah. on his terms. Yeah. That's that's the way to go out. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Deb. That's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. Oh, and that over there is... Now. Now. Does it get any better than this? I think not. It's the John Ramos Show. Ramos. It's the John Ramos Show. John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos. Yeah. Oh, come on. Right. Let's get up. Yeah. Let's do this. Oh, hello, John. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the John Ramos Show. We have a great show for you tonight. It's Whistle Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> John, out all you yard duties. <laughs> 
We like to whistle while we work here on the John Ramos Show, and we uh, also like to interact with you, our fans. Make sure to always tweet us using the hashtag Another the John email. Ramos we got show. an email. We got an email coming through. <laughs> I want to mute the uh, emails. Uh, on tonight's show, in honor of all the teenage angst surrounding National Signing Day, we want to tweet. We want you to tweet us all of your favorite John Hughes movies. Is it Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, maybe The Breakfast Club? I want to hear from you, and I'll read your tweets later on in the show. Plus, we're real insiders here on the John Ramos Show, and we'll do exactly what we want to and when we keep it on the down low later on. My normal sidekick, Ryan, is out today, so I have my friend Robert here again with me. Robert, I want to start with a little baseball. Great. I thought <laughs> I thought this was interesting. Did you see that the Rangers signed Bartolo Colon to a minor league deal? That's awesome. I love watching that guy play. Yeah, he was right around 315 during the month of September, so I'm excited to see him out there this year. Wow, his ERA was a 315 last oh, September? No, no, no. 315 pounds. His ERA hasn't hit three for many years. Oh. <laughs> Is your favorite NFL quarterback headed to prison? <laughs> Find out next on the John Robles Show. I love your banana clip. That's fast. Oh, I love your eyeshadow. Bartolo Colon still have that clown wig. He still wear that clown wig under his eye. Faz, real makeup and wild mouth colors to mix and match. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Everybody give it up for MC Hammer. Yeah. yeah. When I'm hard at work, my favorite melody to whistle to is, can't touch this. Yeah. Don't forget, he'll join me here on stage later on for an in-depth interview. We'll discuss our investment secrets, and we might even have a dance <laughs> battle. So stay tuned for that. Also, we have a John Ramos Show exclusive. Something you won't hear on any other show in the country, on radio, TV. How about the Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches? By the way, I heard MC Hammer wrote this song about Jim Abbott. Oh, <laughs> Who made the cut? Bill Belichick? Josh McDaniels? Matt Patricia? Charlie Weiss? Romeo Cornell? Eric Mangini? There are so many greats to choose from. That's coming up later, but right now, just because I want you to know, you can always count on the John Rommel Show to give you the inside scoop on the world of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Down Low. Yes! Go, go, go. Ooh, I love the Down, down low. low. With John Ramos. Story so secret that we can only talk about it on the Down Low. Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels has been hired by the Indianapolis Colts to become their new head coach, but on the down low. And keep it on the down low. I heard McDaniels is getting cold feet, and he's thinking of staying in New England. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. Is that breaking? Derek Jeter said he feels bad about leaving town and leaving the Marlins roster really bad. He's looking to get back to fans' good graces, but... <laughs> I heard that Jeets is full of crap, and he's actually going to fire their mascot, Billy the Marlin. <laughs> Magic Johnson was very complimentary of the Greek freak during a recent interview, uh, but on the down low, Keep it on the down low. <laughs> I heard the NBA is pretty upset at Magic for what he said, and they're thinking of finding him for tampering. <laughs> yesterday? Our ratings are so damn low. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is looking to become the highest paid player in the NFL history when he signs his new contract in the offseason. <laughs> I heard the Red 
Redskins are done with him and they might look to make a move at a new quarterback. <laughs> Did Jonas ever find his undershirt? <laughs> find out on the next John Rollins show. Munchie Gold doll, boy doll. School time and football fan outfits are each sold separately. Head of a quarterback headed to prison. I'm waiting for that tease to be paid off. Oh. Let's hear it for MC Hammer! I know everyone on the social media is going crazy right now for the hammer. I mean, who doesn't like the girls with the pumps and the bumps? Yeah. How did this bump too legit to quit? And don't forget to stick around for his in-depth interview with me before the end of the show. Also coming up, I know you've been waiting for this, guys and gals. I will give you my top 10 junior college long snappers to play in the NFL during the 1990s. Trust me, there are some stars there on that list. But right now, in honor of one of the top whistlers of the boy bandera, here are the top 10 trending hashtags during Justin Timberlake's Super Bowl halftime performance. Number 10, selfie kid. Oh, yeah. Number nine. Where's Janet? Mm. <laughs> Due to time constraints, we now move ahead in the program. Number two. Out of sync. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And number one. I'm bringing Woodsy <laughs> back. <laughs> Got an email. <laughs> Got another email, John. That's all the time we have for you tonight. A big thanks to everyone who tweeted out using the hashtag The John Rommel Show. Also, thanks to MC Hammer for being tonight's special musical guest. Sorry, Hammer. We'll have to get to your interview next time. And Robert, I'll catch you with a sun don't shine. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Hey, Johnny. That's a top fiver right there. Really? Top five John right. Ramos show. But, that was well done. But keep it on the down. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way. Yes. Hashtag the John Ramos show. <laughs> As conditions on the field change, so can your insurance needs. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. He's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. This is uh, Fox Sports Radio. In for Doug Gottlieb. Coming up next, we will find out. It is now down to this. Where will John Ramos choose to go next? It's either Notre Dame or it's Florida. Find out who he chooses. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Another award-winning John Ramos show. We'll find out who the winner of the John Ramos sweepstakes will be as he makes his commitment recruited heavily by the likes of 10 schools, but it's down to Notre Dame and Florida. I think thanks to the pitches, uh, Jonas, that's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer, John Ramos here as well, but the pitches by Brady Quinn and Tim Tebow, I think have made this the, the final two safe to say. Yeah. And we'll have the, uh, you know, the pitches from both Tim Tebow and Brady Quinn, uh, we will have those before John makes his final decision. You know, for anybody just tuning in, they want to get up to speed with what is going on here on the show. But first, we have to tell you that AutoZone Batteries brings you today's show. The only thing colder than winter is the thought of being stranded in it. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing and a wide selection of proven tough Duralast batteries so you could start your car with confidence. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Press. 
Deb Carson is here to give us the latest of what is happening on the world of sports. But first, Deb, do you do you have a lean towards where John Ramos is going to pick, Notre Dame or Florida? Any 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 feeling on where John may play his college football? I would say Brady Quinn's uh, promise, but not promise of potential everlasting life, might sway the vote to Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. We'll find out in three minutes. But first, Deb gives us the headlines of the day. Well, we don't know where John Ramos is going, but in college football, it is National Signing Day. A lot of analysts have Georgia sitting in the top overall spot with the top recruiting class in the country. Ohio State, Texas, Penn State, Clemson, and Alabama all in the mix for those subsequent spots. It's amazing that the Georgia renaissance, if you will, happened before all of this like it started in the fall and then they have this great run and now you wonder how long is Nick Saban going to be at Alabama and now is this the start of a Georgia run of dominance in the SEC it's there's like it's so clear that there are a couple of powerhouses in the south and everybody else is just kind of looking for scraps like it's it now because now it's Georgia back in the day it used to be Florida and Alabama like those would be the two schools Florida State was a big time and now it's Georgia yeah. and Alabama and everybody else is trying to figure it out well speaking of figuring it out the Colts trying to figure out who their next head coach is going to be as they move on they've requested to interview Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich and Saints assistant head coach Dan Campbell for the vacancy I heard Bill Parcells put in a really good word for Dan Campbell trying to um, promote him for the job or to get him that gig in Indianapolis. But I actually think it's going to be Frank Reich. I think they want to make a hire quickly, and it's going to be offensive. How about Frank Reich finally winning a Super Bowl? Yes. Good for him. Good for him, man. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Wait, that was it? Oh, okay. All right. I guess that was it. John, is is that because your decision is in? John, is that the... Uh... Uh, that is correct. Oh. My decision is now, in. Now, we need to hear from the... We need to hear the selling of John Ramos from earlier in the show. Okay. okay. So, Tim Tebow, all right, obviously great Florida quarterback, was on the show trying to sell John at the time on the University of Florida. It has worked so far because it's gotten him this far. This was Tebow earlier. You know, I think Florida's bound to make a comeback. There's a lot of greatness in their past, and you look at the last 30 years and, and all of the um, the great memories, the great moments, and the great teams they've had, and there hasn't been a stretch that has gone this long where they haven't had a great team, so you know they're bound for recovery, and I think that vengeance is going to come by some teams pretty hard. And also, their, their new head coach won two national titles there in Florida as the offensive coordinator and now he's back, and he's ready to show some people. So you could go with some other schools that might be a little more popular, or you could go with your gut and say Florida might be back and then see what happens. Okay, so that was Tim Tebow. Very convincing. Yes. Well, a, lot, a lot of solid points. Yep. Now Brady Quinn, Notre Dame great, was trying to sell John on the idea of playing for the Fighting Irish. Here was Brady Quinn from earlier. We'll make a movie about you like Rudy. None of those other schools have that, all right? And you don't want to go to Florida and try to be a park ranger like someone else who called an earlier. Much better career ahead of yourself at the University of Notre Dame. I know we got you in the bag, all right? If I could right now, I'd give you a host, all right? I'd, <laughs> I'd give you the body of Christ. Jeez. Well, Deb said that was the selling Whew. point that she thinks that Notre Dame has got the edge over Florida. I'm nervous. He promised an appearance by the Pope. I, I yes. Mean, that's that's yes. got to be a Ramos yes. uh, favorite, right? Yeah, four years of, for, what, four years of school for 40 years of success in life. It started with 10, Alabama, Oregon, USC, Texas, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Penn State all hit the road. It was down to two, Notre Dame and Florida. Let's hear it, Johnny. Who do you commit to? 
Well, great pitches by both Brady and Tim Tebow, and uh, it, I can't thank them both enough for, for trying to lure me to their schools. 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> but my choice is going to be, has nothing to do with either one of those guys. My choice is for my dad, who was a big Notre Dame fan. I picked Notre Dame. Oh, look at that! Yeah! There it is! Yeah! Take that, Tebow, I guess is what John Ramos said. I, I, I'm glad we had Tim earlier and not because that's disappointment. Oh, man. That was, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted right now. South Bend is looking up as a Ramos arrival. Oh. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.